fresh for 2018. We are live. We are live, Walter. It's just me and you, Walter. I hope you got your big girl panties on. I know I got my big girl panties on. We're doing uh, jazz hands. Walter's doing jazz hands with some kind of uh, mortar round. A mortar. A mortar. (laughs) Probably not the best thing to be doing jazz hands with it. But it's, I'm, I'm sure it's inert. It's, it's inert. inert. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. listening. Yes, it's inert. Yes, we are live. This is uh, episode, I have no clue. <laughs> oh, actually, I think I've got the episode number labeled wrong in, um, in, in our thing. So I better change that right now. This is episode 174, <laughs> excuse me, of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I just realized that I'm, I'm actually looking at it right now. <laughs> And I'm like, what? what? The episode number is not right. There, I just changed it. So for this is episode 174, people. Okay. We had about a week, a little bit more than a week off. Yep, yep. I don't know if you're all, if you guys missed us. Uh, did you miss me, Walter? Did you miss me? It's a nice to have a break. You know, nice to have That's, a break. Wait, wait a second. That is not an answer to the did you miss me question. <laughs> I, I miss my wife. I, 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 I. I don't know. I have a good. I don't have a good answer for you. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Walter. I, I really appreciate that. Tyvin <laughs> oh. filled in temporarily for you while we were. Oh, I see. I see. And that I was see. that was quite interesting, to say the least. So, yeah. Oh, really? Okay. So I was in Vegas. I was doing the broadcasting show all of last week. Uh, Walter was working, and then uh, was it just a weekend that you were out at Knob Creek? Uh, we left on Wednesday, so for us it was uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow. Okay. Yeah. How was it? How was the creek? It was all right. It was a little slower business-wise, but but um, Thursday the weather was nice. Friday the weather was nice. Saturday it rained in the morning, and it was kind of it, it stopped raining on the rest of Saturday. Then Sunday morning it was raining again in like forty-eight degrees. Okay. So we hung out till around one o'clock and hauled buggy. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. So we're going to get into that. We're going to talk about that and a whole bunch of other things. Uh, Shout out and thanks to everyone who's joining us live, guys. Please don't forget to thumbs up one. We need as many thumbs ups as we can get. Um, You know, that's going to help the folks out there be notified that we're here and we're doing this. So smash those thumbs ups. Let's get that going. Also, share this if you can. I've shared it. I'm sure Walter shared it, but let people out there know that we are indeed back and we're talking about stuff. There's lots of things that we're going to talk about here tonight. Um, I'm going to go down the list and shout out everyone here in the chat in a minute. A couple of things I want to do. One, to the moderators in the chat, please make sure that you allow Ghetto Hood Gamer to come back on. I think the, 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 you know, I I really want to thank everyone that moderates the chat. And I know sometimes they get flack from people out there because, you know, they're they're a little zesty. They're a little zesty, my moderators. But we got some some hard ass moderators. Yeah, (laughs) but that's good. I, I, I love them. But Ghetto Hood Gamer got banned for some reason. And he asked me to request that you guys allow him back into the fold. So, uh, Brother Noomsi has forgiven him. Brother <laughs> Noomsi. I don't know if anyone knows where the hell that comes from. You got me. I don't know. Yeah, if you know where that comes from, let me know. The other thing I want to talk about, Arlie Ermey has passed. Oh, we need to have a moment of silence. A moment yes, of silence. we do. We need to have the moment of silence uh, for Arlie Ermey, a great, great, awesome gun guy, great man, right. a fantastic uh, nice actor. Nice One guy. of the hardest working people in the business. Walter, when we were at SEMA show, we saw Arlie Ermey. Remember? Yeah, he, he was he had a line there, and he didn't look real good. I, I 
he looked tired. So yeah, but he was still working. He was working. Yeah, and you know he does it. He does it until until the last guy in line is done. So. Yeah. So yeah. let's let's go now. Let's have a little bit of moment of silence for him. And then we are going to talk about him and all the things and our memories of him and all that kind of stuff. I know Walter's got some good memories. I've got some good memories of him. So let's uh, let's do that moment of silence right now. Take a minute starting right now. All right, man. Arlie Ermey. <laughs> the Gunny. Yes. Yeah, Gunny. That's a, that was awesome, dude. That was an awesome dude. So I I mean, let me let me do the let me do the shout outs to everyone and then we're gonna okay. go down and talk about him. But you know, that's like some really bad news that we heard about yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I think he was seventy four years old, you know. Um, lived like a, a the the life of an American hero in my opinion mm -hmm. yeah, and well, uh you know the old school dudes man the old school dudes are passing out of the world so it's unfortunate yeah. it's only you know only guys like me and you left walter <laughs> the world is in trouble <laughs> yeah, they've got some old guys around uh, yeah there's still there's still some there's still some of those like old school guys out there but oh, yeah. uh yeah i saw some of them this weekend yeah, he, he's uh, definitely one of them. So let me go in here. Let me just quickly shout out everyone. Try to stick to the script of what we do here. Um, I, I see Joe Carpenter was in Kentucky Firearms Network. Justin E. The Tyven Show is in. He says thumbs ups. Kentucky. Michael Bender. Carl Compton. Boss Hog. Uh, the Archangel is in here as well. Shout out to Archangel. Uh, Chris Bullis. SoCal Gunner. Laggy McLaggy Lag. <laughs> 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 I like saying that. Richard Hughes is also in here. Um, let's see who else. Matt Main, imposter, says hi, all. Robert Harris says uh, good evening, everyone. Good evening. And uh, good evening. It's like one of those, you know. What the heck is going on here with my scroll? Okay, here we go. Got the scroll back. Uh, Caviar Hound. Um, Let's see who else. Carl Compton. I says he says thumbs ups, everyone. I, and, and I know I thank everyone for hitting the thumbs ups. We really do appreciate that. It helps. It helps a lot. So um, uh, Richard Hughes, I'll explain the Knob Creek uh, when it happens when we get done with the call out shout outs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. We're definitely going to get to uh, Knob some Creek. changes coming to that, too. So, yeah. So, um <laughs> Frank Castle has it. This is a quote, I, I believe, from Gunny. Frank Castle that he put in here. He says, tonight you pukes will sleep with your rifles. <laughs> you will give your rifle a girl's name because this is the only pussy you people are going to get. 
I, I'm pretty, <laughs> I didn't do, I didn't do it any justice. <laughs> 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 so there you go. Um, That's good stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, that, that was good. Thanks for that. I see DG, DCG 44S or 44s. He says thumbs up. Uh, let's see who else is in here. Is in the thing. Armament and axes is in here. What's up? Uh, no, I'm just no. I got distracted like normal. Oh, what? What? Uh, hold on. Let's see. What are you getting distracted by? Uh, Tropic Tropic Gun Girl put a post oh, up on Instagram. I'm trying to do some shameless self promotion, and then oh, that okay. pops up, and I completely lose my train of thought. Yeah, yeah. You get distracted. <laughs> I, I can't help us. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> Bless her heart. Yeah, um, <laughs> and and all the parts. Um, oh, yeah. Let's let's see who else is in here. That goes without saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. What is this? Fader Shellery? Uh I Fader Shellery 76254R. William Hoffman. Um let's see who else. Chris Illog. Shout out to Chris Illog as well. Chris Illog has a badass uh tundra, a new tundra. Congratulations on that, Chris. Yeah, cool. You know, uh, I'm a fan of the Toyota uh trucks the pickup trucks as well as the uh the forerunner is also pretty badass which i got one of those and let's see who else um i see mw tactical is also in here ron and ron uh ron and ron says yeah hank oh he says yeah hank oh good to have you and the posse back the posse is back that's right uh we, <laughs> we may have some other people joining it may not just be me and walter but we'll see walter Okay, that's cool. We'll, we'll see who we get. Weston Probst says, what's up, folks? Um, let's see who else is. LB Louis Cipher is in here. I was in Vegas. I was in Vegas, LB Louis Cipher. So, you know, if you're the I think there was like one person in my um, it, it, like I, I recently gave out my number and I've been asking people to like fill out the form when when they get in touch with me and what that does if you put your information in there it lets me know like exactly where you are so if i'm in your town or around your area i can let you know that i'm that i'm uh, in town and we can maybe like hang out have breakfast have a drink have lunch or something like that i did reach out i'm not sure if uh, lv louis cipher is is up on that yet if he knows about it or not but i did uh, reach out there was like one dude so I'm not sure if that was LV Louis Cipher, but I know I reached out to the one person there in uh, in Vegas. I see Tango Hunter, Bill Butcher, uh, Bayou Metal, Jacob Chambly, James Lawson, Richard Harper, All Thumbs, Rod D, Psycho Three Sixteen, Mister FNH, Greg Ninety Eight K, Bricksman, Greg Ninety Eight K said, "Finally." <laughs> Um, <laughs> and Bricksman said, "Where the hell y'all been?" <laughs> Condol- condolences to the Gunny and his family and friends. Yeah. Um, another thing, if you guys are in my email list, I did tell everyone in the email list that we were, you know, we weren't going to be here all of last week. So I don't know if you're in my email list. If you want to get into my email list, it's HankStrange.tv. So go to www.HankStrange.tv, and you can actually put in your email address. And you'll get on the mailing list. And what we're doing now is like every Friday, sometimes if there's other things that come up, we'll send out it, an email. But uh, every Friday, we're putting out an email newsletter and letting people know what's going on. So um, let's see what else is going on here. 
And I think that's pretty much it. Clint Sanders. I see Clint Sanders. Joseph Carney says, what's up? By the way, Joseph Carney, that's my boy right there. I know Joseph Carney personally. I know him. He's uh, one of the dudes that works at Big Daddy Guns. And he's in the thing here. And he tells me that he watches the show all the time. And he always comments. And I don't shout him out. So uh, shout out to Joseph Carney. <laughs> Clover Tack as well is in here. Let's see. Hollywood AR-19. Joseph Carney gave his thumbs ups. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, let's see who else. Steve Lemieux. Yeah. Jeremy Hollick. Music lover. Uh, BRA94. Brian Quick. Rob Gross. Krinkoff five, uh, 545. Matt Main. Uh, there's a whole bunch of there's a whole bunch of people in here. I don't know. Let me see who else. Recall Junkie 1981. I think I got you. Uh, Pyro Know It All. Andrew Slag. Okay, there's a whole bunch of people. David G is here. Okay, so that's everyone. If I missed you, just let me know and I will hit you up. I'm getting like a bunch of messages. So what was it you wanted to talk about, Walter? Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about the Gunny first? Tell our Gunny stories. I think that'd be. Yeah, yeah, we could do that real quick. Um, yeah. I first met him or had a ch- I waited in line to stand in line to see him was at um, the um, at the uh, Sofix show in Tampa. Um, I believe that was the first time. Um, and um, really nice guy. Takes time to talk to you. Doesn't push you off, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see you later. You know, has conversation with you. Um and we actually, I gave him a, I, one of the, at the Sofix show, I had a, a, a knife laser engraved for the show as like a, like a thing I was giving away to people. And I swapped, I gave him one and he got the guy from one of the guys from Glock to go in the back and grab the Glock knife, signed it and gave it to me. So um, that's one of the times. And then I've also seen him at the SHOT Show and my wife and my daughter both went and saw him at the SHOT Show. Um, and um Really nice guy. Just always had something to, you know, he didn't just say, you know, sign your thing and say next, you know, he was always talk to you and, and um, spend a little time with you after you waited an hour in line to see him. Oh, when Peggy went and to one. Was, and it was an hour, by the way. <laughs> one time um, when she went to, was it Shot Show? Shot Show. Um, since he was the voice of the the lead, the lead army guy in, in Toy Story, she had him sign um, an unopened box of uh, Legos. So, um that was the first time he said he ever did it. So this is a limited thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, um, so yeah. yeah, nice guy. That's cool. Get yeah, and he was he was the voice of uh, uh, of um, Sarge in the yeah, I think yeah, Toy Story. Yeah, yeah, the uh, green the Green Army man, yeah, Green Army gun. Yep, 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 yep. So um, yeah, good guy, uh, Second Amendment kind of guy, military guy. No uh, no mamsy pamsy stuff with the with the with the gunny, you know. Oh, got that too. Also, she uh, got a uh, one of his challenge coins. Yep. At, um, there you go. So, um, yeah, good guy, good guy. Yeah. Rest I remember. Peace. I remember. Um, huh? You know, Gunny. Gunny. Oh, what's what? Did you? There you go. Look at that. Got more signed swag. And yep. you know what the thing is, Gunny signed a lot of stuff, man. If you ever oh, saw yeah. the lines. Oh yeah. <laughs> The lines of people waiting for Gunny, those were long lines, and he stayed there the whole time until he signed for everyone. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, when, if he was out, if he, if it was his time, there was a line. It wasn't like he just walked right up to him. That wasn't the case, so. Yeah. 
And one time um, I have this, uh, I have this here at one of the shot shows. Here's uh, Lola and I actually stood on the way. Let me see if I could lock this in. And if you guys could see this, I might have to put it in. So there's Lola with Gunny. Yep. And if you notice, she's got two of his posters in there that we got signed. I actually gave one of those posters to a friend of mine that um, that's a Marine. And um, then the other one I gave to Babyface that Babyface has. And he says he's going to bring it in here and frame it up and everything. And it's going to get a place of honor here. And that was, you know, if you if you saw him at SHOT Show, but any show, he was at SEMA Show. Right. He did a lot of different shows. And, I mean, the line was like around and down and down the steps. Right, <laughs> right. right. You, you could stand in that line for more than two hours. And the whole time he would be there and he was nice to everyone and friendly yeah. with everyone. And he yeah. signed stuff and took pictures and... All of that. So not like some of these bums that charge you to, for their signature and charge yeah. you for a picture and everything else. So, yeah, I think he's like one of the most awesome gun guys out here. Now, here's another picture of me and him. And this is uh, let me see if I can get this. To you focus. Shot? This is at um, SHOT Show Media Day. I'm trying to get um, at the on, range. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see if we can. Uh, I'm trying to get it to focus. There we go. So, so this was shot. This was Shot Show Media Day 2014, actually, and we've got Rod Mills coming in. So this it was uh, Shot Show 2014. Do you remember when the Glock 43 came out? No, mm -hmm. 42. Glock 42, the uh, 380. And mm -hmm. I, everyone, me, not just me, but a lot of people were like, "Why the hell do we need a 380 Glock?" And I remember going to media day and I saw Gunny there and I was talking to him and he was real nice and everything. And he was like, Hey, have you shot the uh, Glock 42? And I was like, no, man, I have no interest in shooting that piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> and he said to me, he said, look, you know what? My favorite caliber is 10 millimeter. Okay. But you know, he was like, I'm not just saying this to you because I work for these guys. He was like, I didn't want to like it either. I thought it was going to be crap myself until I shot it and I thought it was cool. And he was like, for me, just do me a favor and go out there and shoot it. And if you still hate it, come back, you know, and tell me and it's all good. But I want you to actually shoot it first. And I went and shot that thing and I was like, wow, this is a game changer. The Glock 42, and it was a game changer. Right. And um, I, you know, I wound up buying it. I did videos on it and all that. And then I graduated from that to the Glock 43, which I carry every freaking day, including and right I, now. And I have the 42. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that's that's the thing about him. You know, he was like one of those straight up kind of dudes that even though he uh -oh. was in he was in the gun business and working for Glock, I think how long did he work for Glock? Um, I think I saw the Glock announcements, which I reposted. I think it said 14 years, something like that. Yeah, there you go. Rod Mills is showing his Glock. So we're just, uh, what's, what's up, Rod? Glock 43, baby. Yeah, we were just talking about Gunny. You know, he passed yesterday. Yeah, yeah, man. I, um, you know, when I saw him at uh, NRA last year, man, you know, I was like, um, like man, you know, I don't want to cast any type of any anything bad on him. I'm like, man, he didn't look good. And I was like, maybe it's just how he looks in pers person, not on uh, TV. But I'm thinking to myself, like, man, you know, and I, it, it's, it's ironic, though, man. I, I hate to say this, man, but when I saw Al Davis uh, at one of the games here in Jacksonville, you know, I said the same thing, and he died about <laughs> six months later. Damn you it. Know, Damn. Like, <laughs> yeah. The next time you see me, don't say anything. Don't say I look bad enough, please. Don't even think anything, Rob. <laughs> I, I promise, man, because um, when I saw Gunny, you know, 
I don't know if you saw the line. It was a hell of a line to get his autograph last year at NRA. And I was like, you know, man, I would like to get in line to get this. But I'm like, hell, I think that was when Daniel Defense was having those uh, that free giveaway with, the, you know, the, the free rifles they give away every uh, every day there. So I had to go to Daniel Defense, man, to put my little card in and, uh, you know, to go ahead and uh, did get you in the win, raffle. Did you win a raffle. Did you win a rifle? Man, I didn't read anything. Yeah, I, I, you know what? That was my, would have been better invested on that line. Yeah, my, that was my first NRA man at, at the gun collective. I didn't win a damn thing. I knew I was gonna win something. <laughs> I thought I didn't win. Some, I uh, thought you got something from the gun collective. I got that blue bag they gave everybody with the goodies oh. in it. Okay, then you won. <laughs> you won right there. Well, I won because I snuck in with you. Yeah, well, there you, go. you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, nobody said anything. I'm like, okay. No, you, you know. won because you were with Hank Strange. That's why you won. Yeah. Oh, boy. I was like, man, yeah, we're like the only black guys in the whole room, <laughs> you know. And so I'm assuming they thought I was one of your cameramen or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or Lola's little brother or something. Or Big yeah. Brother. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, the thing is, man, I know that when um, I, I did see him at SHOT Show, but Walter and I saw him at the uh, right before or a couple of months, I guess, before SHOT Show, because we, we go to SEMA show, and that's in November, right, Walter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so in, in November, we saw him at SEMA show, and, you know, he looked a lot thinner than he's looked in the past and everything, but he was still out there working, man, oh, and working yeah. hard, so I respect that. Yep. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You I know? mean, he got that old man that, that could uh, work like that and be on the circuit, you know, man, I, you know, Hey, I gave him all praise, but he was a good guy, man. You know, my main, I, I think about uh, Full Metal Jack and my most famous uh, line when he said that, um, um, he said something about you were like the, uh, the the brown stain that ran out to mama's crack down, was, you know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> I was like, man. And you know, like Gunny probably really said that shit to, to a lot oh, of people. Yeah. Yeah, in this yeah. world, there's yeah. Marines running out there. <laughs> They've heard that many times from Gunny. Somebody, someone sending me, I think it's Joel sending me um, pictures of oh, him with his Glock. Let me see if I can get that in there. People are throwing up their Glocks. I don't know if that's quite getting up there. I got to get, I'm going to, we're working on the better setup here, everyone. So pretty soon you guys are going to see the, um, the production here is going to get bumped up a little a little notch we're working on that we were working on it right before we came on and all that kind of stuff so i'm going to be able to do this a lot better than i'm doing it right now so so you won't look yeah. like you're on death's door or something well yeah so is that how I, do i look terrible no, no. i mean i kind of like that it's, yeah it's got, it's got that um no fuds it's, I got my no fuds from uh, a rock veteran right there. Forge from, <laughs> Forge from Freedom. That's my Forge from Freedom t-shirt. Rock. Mm. That's uh, Eric yeah. came up with this design right there. No fuds. That's one of your protest shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I had to wear it. So you know, there you go. That's uh, that's Eric's idea. So it's not my idea, but you can get it on Forge from Freedom. That's where a lot of us have our t-shirts. So you guys should check that out. I was trying to get Sam to come on. Um, we haven't seen Sam on here in a while, so um, I'm trying to see what these guys are talking about right now. Are you going to this year's NRA, Rod? Oh, come on, man. You know I'm there. Oh, okay. <laughs> you okay. know I'm going to be there. I, I get in, uh, what, Friday morning. Okay. Uh, so uh, we got a couple of new guys uh, that are coming with my crew this year. So, um, you know, we're uh, – 
you know, once we get to the airport, we, uh, we got a rental car that, you know, SUV we're going to get. And then um, uh, we're going to head over there. Now, you know, one thing with NRA, man, the first day I get there on Friday, I like I usually don't get into the in-depth of uh, what is going there, going on. I usually I have about a short list of uh, different manufacturers that I know I want to see. And what I'll do is I'll just go ahead and kind of scope out where they are. I want more so, you know, get into the touching of the guns and everything. It's really just walking around and just seeing things. And then Saturday is when I actually concentrate on, you know, okay, let me look at this particular gun. Cause I got a short list of uh, different guns that I kind of want to look at and see what they got going on. So, uh, you know, yeah, that's what I usually do with that. Okay, cool. Walter, are you going to NRA this year? No, right? Okay. Oh man, come I'm on! Stay, I'm gonna stay home and work, man. I got I got too many people want my stuff. I gotta work. Yeah. Come on, man. I know. I thought about it, and then I was like, the NRA pissed me off a little bit too. So I yeah, like, I think they pissed all of us off. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I was just like, you know, I don't know. I talked to uh, Adam Kraut uh, last week, and. Um, he gave me the information on where the gun collective is going to be. It's actually the, uh, it's a venue right across the street from the uh, K. Billy Hutchinson Center. And, uh, you know, it, and it's, it's kind of wild because it's going to, Saturday is going to be a long day because, you know, I like to get up there like about maybe nine o'clock to the NRA and kind of beat the, the long lines. But if you think, if you're there from nine o'clock and I'll probably leave around maybe 4.30, the gun collective is having their thing uh, starting at seven o'clock to eleven o'clock that night, so that is, <laughs> that's going to be a hell of a long day there. Yeah, you know, here's my thing on on the NRA show, right? With everything that's happened, all the things that we're suffering right now, right? The reason that we had to have all these rallies this past weekend and the ones that came before that, the ones that are going to come in the future all the stuff that's going on, a lot of that has to do with the NRA. And I'm pretty uh, pissed off about it, not very happy with the NRA at all. And the thought went through my mind of like, you know what, screw this, I'm not even going to go to this thing or do it. But here's why I am still going to go. Because this is the one time that I get to, to interact with the people out there who have supported me all this time, you know? And I think that's what I would, you know, to, I, I would... I don't think the NRA is going to give a crap if I don't go, but I think that there's people out there who support Lola and I, who support all of us here. And if I don't go, those people miss out on seeing us and hanging out with us right, right, for a right. little while. And so that's the reason why I'm going to go, but trust me, I'm, I am going under protest to that nonsense. Well, oh yeah. yeah. One, of the, one of the things was um, I was kind of Johnny lately, you know, kind of late on the, on the draw for that. So getting, getting someplace to stay and, it's going to end up being a couple thousand dollar trip probably. So, you know, getting around and hotels and all that stuff. I said, eh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fun. I'll miss out on some cool stuff, but Hey. Yeah. We'll yeah. I don't know, man. We have to come up. We have to figure out a way to do something else that the, that the people can, uh, the people can benefit from. Right. Right. Hmm. You know, there has to be another way to do something because I'm I'm still mad. I'm going to continue. Someone sending me pictures of Gunny. There goes Gunny. This is Gunny saying right here. I think he's saying you're all a bunch of pussies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm sure that's what he's saying right there. Unfortunately, the military is not like that anymore. Yeah. You know, you can't. They can't even hit you. 
<laughs> no? <laughs> no, no, they can't get you. No. I thought when you signed up, you signed your you signed away your life on the dotted line. Nah, it's not quite like that anymore. <laughs> they can do what they want. Yeah, they can, so. you know, if if you'll notice they, they can get in your face, they can now they can PT the hell out you. Yeah. But um you can wish you would yeah, <laughs> not even you know. one like like one swift boot to the ass. They can't. They can't. Do it. Nah, uh, I, I will. I'm going to share this with with you. And um, I now you don't go. You don't go hit the di though. I can tell no, you that. No, no, no. Oh hell, no, nah, no. Nah. Then you getting your ass whooped. Then <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, I will say that uh, I was uh, when I was a basic. I was uh, the uh, the platoon guy, and that's like uh, the platoon leader in the army. And um, I had a drill sergeant actually bring me to tears. I, I and it wasn't a tear that I got my feelings hurt. It was a tear that I couldn't knock the hell out of him. You know, <laughs> I was mad, <laughs> and I was mad. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. I, actually, my drill sergeant says that he might. Uh, one of my drill sergeants that I keep in touch with, he said he might try to make it up to uh, Dallas. He lives in uh in Houston right now. And uh, man, when I tell you, man, that dude could sing his butt off. Man, I mean, when you, I hated PT, but I will tell you this, man, when he get the singing and you get all those cadence going, I mean, you forget that you're running. I mean, it's more like, oh, man, you know, then you start doing the, the, the suicide. We call it suicide where you be in uh, PT formation, you be running all in the formation, and mm-hmm. then you all of a sudden get out of formation and run around the whole unit while they're still PTing and running and get back in your place. Now, that takes a whole lot of extra effort to do that. And, um, you know, I, I can say I may have done it maybe once, you know, just uh, once. <laughs> I got a little motivated, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound like fun. It is. <laughs> hey, that would, it would have been fun being in um, boot camp with you, man. You you would have been one of that guy that would have been telling jokes in formation, I can tell. Yeah, I I, uh, I have problems with authority, <laughs> so I would have definitely been getting my ass whooped on a regular, constant basis. Well, we call it smoke, smoked. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That would have been uh, but you would have been that, that cool guy that would have been like, you know, telling us all kind of weird stories, and you know, while we're out in the, in the field and everything, and we're all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, so Richard Harper, Richard Harper says, I hated my drill sergeant the first day and loved the man 12 weeks later. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hey, yeah. now, Richard, um, did, do you remember um, Shark Attack? Um, I can tell you, man, I, I don't know. I don't have that drill sergeant voice, but we were in a, we, what we call downrange. You go from like your the, uh, the initial um, I can't think of damn. I can't think of the name of it, but you go down to where. Uh, from in, um, help me out, Walter. Um, oh man, like like orientation. So you were like in the orientation area of um, when I was at Fort McClellan uh, area. So basically, that's when you get your haircut, you're getting uh, your new BDUs, you're getting acclimated to military life, and then they send you downrange. And downrange is when you actually get to meet your real live um, basic training um, or uh, drill sergeants and. You're on a school bus and they get you this big uh, uh, rucksack uh, or bag and then you put it on like a you're pregnant and we're sitting in, a, in the school bus and we see like 10 drill sergeants outside circling 
the bus. <laughs> said, get out of here! Get, get out of here! And we're scared as hell. And then you get this one drill sergeant I'll never forget, man. This dude had a chin about a mile and a half long. <laughs> and, and he had his, uh, that brown round would come down to, you know, his eye like a state trooper. And he said, you ladies on here, you got five seconds to get off my bus. Get out of here now. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like, what in the hell? Then, you know, you got all these drill sergeants yelling at you. Go YouTube it, man. It's on there. It's, yeah, it, was, it was fun when you think about it. Now, it wasn't fun when we was going through it. No, but, um, only in the memories would that be fun. Yeah, 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 exactly. And by the way, Walter, just just like for anyone who wants to know out there, Walter, you were never you didn't you didn't serve no. in the military, right? No, nope. I, I, oh, okay. no, close don't count. But <laughs> I, I had a I had a friend that went in the Marines and he wanted me to go, and I said, nah. and then um, later on, at one point when I wasn't like working, working, and I was like, what am I going to do? You know, and thought, <laughs> well, maybe I'll go in this. You know, you know, and then I. I fucked. Yeah. yeah. Like, Walter's into the military vehicles. Now, maybe in a past yeah. life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah in no. a past life, he was some kind of tank commander. You know, my, uh, my, Rod, he was German, I, German tank yeah. commander. German tank. Nazi. Panzer. Panther. I probably, my life would probably be a little different because I probably wouldn't have met some of the people I met mm-hmm. as a result if I would have went in the military. But yeah. Um, cause it probably would have worked out time wise. I might've even met my wife. So, um, wow. but well, so you would have been a good, um, uh, like a, uh, either supply sergeant or, Oh yeah. That's armor. a good, that's a good thing for me. <laughs> the, <laughs> the armor. I could tell, I could picture you being the yeah. armor. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like, I, you know, I, I wouldn't mind going to steal in a Jeep or a Humvee too, you know? Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, I would yeah. like to see how the army would have fed Walter, man. He been <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> I like the wheel and deal. You know, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, let me see. Someone else, double wide Texas Pride says, I hated one drill sergeant and loved one, uh, and loved one by the end. I started out with double hate, <laughs> double hate. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of you know what, uh, much respect to everyone that did that, yeah. man. You know, it's uh, not an easy thing to do, yeah. And when, and when you when you live through it, even if you I'm sure there were some really bad, horrible times, especially for all the guys that saw combat and all that. But whenever you look back, that's the weird way that our brains are engineered. Right. You look back on that stuff. And if you survived it, you somehow reminisce about the, the good yeah. times, about the horribleness. Yeah. Now, I was never in a wartime situation, but man, I loved now I'm I'm a city boy. But I will tell you this, man. I love going in the field, man. That was like vacation for me going out in the field. You know, huh. as as a military police officer, we didn't we didn't hump anywhere. We we rode Humvees everywhere. So or you know, deuce and a half. So um, oh, excuse, excuse me, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So you know, we you know we rode around all the time. But it was fun, man. Just being out there, man. Getting you know, Walter, you uh, you've been in the pup tent, right? And, and, oh yeah, well I've I've, yeah. I've done a lot of camping with the Boy Scouts and stuff. Yeah, so you know you wouldn't think that you can get two grown men in a little pup tent, you know? <laughs> Not unless it's about to go broke back mountain up in there. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I can never forget, man. Um, man, I laying on that PT mat and uh, on that hard ground. Is it raining I, probably or something? Man. Man, I, I I I didn't like it getting up in the morning, but you know once you got up and. You know, breakfast is there and, you know, you do all of that. You, you're yeah. good to go, man. Yeah. Yeah. 
Chris Illog says, if he says, if I could turn back, I would join up all over again. <laughs> <laughs> what was Chris in? Was he in the uh, yeah, army? Um, yeah, Chris, tell us what you were in. I know everyone's putting up on there what they did and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Pyro Know It All says his dad was a drill sergeant, but a pushover at home. <laughs> you know, that's work. You know, you put that, I guess you put that hat on or whatever. You just get oh, yeah. busy. <laughs> man, when I see that hat today, man, it, it brings back a little bit of fear in my heart. <laughs> you know, that yeah. brown round, man. I'm like, man, that thing is. Yeah. Man. And R- Richard Harper says he's got to go because his wife has a flat tire on the expressway. So absolutely, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Handle that business. You know, feel bad yeah. about that. But, you know, go take care of the wifey, man. That's what it's all yeah, we about. Had, we didn't have any problem driving up the creek this time. But um, a year ago, we we're going up through the middle of Atlanta in downtown in the rain. Got a flat tire. Wow. In Atlanta, oh, psh, I would have just w- kept driving. <laughs> no, uh, it was porn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever. Forget the and, tire. And the people are whizzing by. I couldn't even see the – I could hardly see to get the jack underneath the car, you know, until a, the roadside service guy came with a with a hydraulic jack. But he didn't help us change the tire. He just jacked the car up and watched. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, let me ask you, do you do you have AAA? No, no. It was just the, uh, you know, the ones that do it. That are on the highway all the time. Oh, oh, you should definitely get AAA, man. I, yeah. I highly recommend AAA to people, okay? It's a really we good used to have it. Yeah, I've had it for years and years. Let me see. That's like when we talk about EDC around here, I'll tell you guys right now, AAA is awesome. <laughs> you know, um, there, I'll show you. There goes my AAA card. You can see the top of it right there. Gold, gold <laughs> You're a platinum, you're a platinum the, member? Yeah. I think are we? Uh, am I a platinum member? I don't know if the platinum. It says member. I've been a member for like nine years with AAA, and mm. I don't. All, one of the things I like about AAA is it doesn't always have to be me. So the other yeah. day, um, one of my interns, Rashad, he he came in and he was like, "Man, I just locked my keys in my car." <laughs> he was so he was so <laughs> bummed out, and I was like, "Okay, don't sweat it." And we called up AAA. They sent someone over here, unlocked it, baby. Boom. Yeah. yeah, you know, and there's lots of different things. Like I have the I have the one that will tow an RV. Oh wow! Yeah, so they'll tow an RV up to like 200 miles. Well, hmm. yeah, in a day. Yeah, one time when I did break down, one time back in the 90s, I was going to, actually to Arizona mm-hmm. to pick up a military vehicle thing. Believe it or not, and uh, my car, the transmission went out on it, and I got it towed to New Orleans, and it was like 100 miles. And then we yeah. fixed it. We fixed it in New Orleans and my brother-in-law. And I went on to I finished my trip to Arizona. But yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely, you know, I don't get any money or anything from AAA. <laughs> but I'm telling you guys, uh, AAA is really, really, really super worth it, man. You should definitely do. And yeah. you get this. There's discounts and stuff like that that you get for being in AAA. Yeah. Yep, yep. But the money, it I, like I've used it all the time. I went somewhere and it wasn't my vehicle either. And we got stuck. You know, and this vehicle was supposed to be a four by four that we had, but it somehow didn't work and it got stuck. And mm-hmm. they came and towed us out of it. Lots of good things. They'll bring you gas if you break down, you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. So, yep, yep. you know, they, they tow motorcycles and all that. I think it's a, it's a really good thing. Everyone should have AAA. And Walter, especially you, man, you should have AAA. All right. We'll see. You do know? I get, do I get a discount? Cause I know you. Uh, well, good luck with that one. Okay. I don't think I don't think they're gonna help you. 
All right. Yeah, but it's worth it. It's definitely oh, yeah, yeah, worth yeah, it. Yeah. Definitely. Any of you guys um, remember that show called Night Court? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I see uh, TMZ just said that uh, Harry Anderson just passed away. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah. Harry wow. Anderson, he, Harry Anderson, was he the judge on Night yeah, Court? Yeah, he was a judge, oh. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was... Huh. How old was he? He wasn't that old. 65. Wow. Oh. What is oh. going on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Condolences <laughs> out to his family. Chris, go, it, go ahead. I said they go in threes, so who's next? Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to know. Uh, Chris Illog says he was seven years in the Air Force. Seven years? Yeah. Air Force. Air Force. Yeah, I actually thought seriously about the Air Force at one time when I was in high school, but I didn't. Mm. Then I, then, you know, of course. I, I don't know how. Uh, uh, can I ask you a question? Don't take this personally. What's that? But how the hell are you getting into a jet fighter? <laughs> I actually that was my the thing that got me is I, I found out that gotta I be little itty bitty I couldn't I couldn't fly and then oh. I, then I kind of well you could be on a flight crew like here on a C-130 or something like that or I would be a good lo, um, cargo master or load master in the yeah, yeah. thing because I have a really good I have a good knack for packing things you know oh, packing, okay. a, yeah. packing equipment and but I'm just loads. you could not fit in a little tiny ass cockpit you don't want to sit next to me on a plane <laughs> <laughs> well, big dudes on the on one, sitting right next to each other. Walter was like this. Never did. Well, this. there were yeah. three of us. There was you, me, and another guy, and that was like yeah. the left. Yeah, they like, put all three big dudes right there. Yeah, uh, this will work. You gotta, you gotta, you know what? That's like when you're sitting there and there's one seat next to you, and you say, "Please, skinny girl. Please, yeah. skinny girl. Please, skinny girl." And here comes that big dude. Boom, boom, boom. It's like, oh no, mm. yeah. Oh yeah. Also, um, SWR uh, SRW Williams is saying Art Bell passed away too. Who Art Bell? The, the late night late night radio guy, Art Bell. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like the overnight radio where you turn it on, and you're driving it late at night, and he's got the you know he's got the UFO guys on, and the, the guys that have been um, uh, teleported up into the spaceship, and all these weird people on the show. It's, Wait, it's, Walter, was this back in the thirties? No. Oh, okay. oh, okay. No, I've heard. <laughs> it was back in 1830. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had, had the. <laughs> 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 that sounds like something pre. <laughs> no, you never heard of Art Bell. It, 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 um, it would come on like after 11 at night on uh, uh, like on AM channels and stuff like no, that. I've heard oh, I've heard that okay, name. AM, okay, well that explains why I never listened to yeah, it. Yeah, like it's like a, it's like a late night driving truck driver thing. Oh. You know, you know that uh, yeah. but some really weird shit. I mean, you know, these people <laughs> Troy Cornett has heard of Art Bell. He says Art Bell was the man. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So uh he said from the 90s. Oh, from the 90s. Was oh, no, is he said is he saying 90s or he was in his 90s? I don't know. Might be he was in his 90s. So him and Walter might have grown up right next to each other. <laughs> so Walter, what happened in um Nod Creek, man? All, <laughs> yeah, the only thing I, I see from from Nod Creek, Walter was um you showing pictures of your safety harbor sign. I'm like, where's all the good stuff? What? What? <laughs> yeah. All right. Here, here, here. You had to come. You had to be there. Here, here, uh, here, here, here's the deal, Rod. Okay. I've been going since 2000, right? Oh, okay. So, okay. you know, it's like, I, and, and actually, it's there's not as much of the good stuff anymore like there used to be. Mm-hmm. There's less machine gun dealers there and, and um, so it's kind of changed a little bit, you know, it's 
Um, did you have to? Didn't you tell me last time you had to pay insurance or something? They were saying that all the vendors were going to have to pay it, get an individual insurance policy. Wow. Okay. And they backed down on that because a lot of people said, "Fuck, I ain't going." So um, I looked into it. It would cost about three hundred bucks for the weekend to get a, a policy, a million dollars worth of coverage, just for those four days or whatever. Um, but they backed off on that. But now what they're saying is going to happen is normally Knob Creek happens in April and it happens in October twice a year. They say the October shoot's going to happen again. And then they're going to go to a once in a year for once a year format. So it's probably going to happen in September once a year instead of twice a year. Oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. So do you think that's better for you or do you like going up there twice a year? Well, twice we end up spending, I spent up a whole week basically getting, getting ready and going. So it, it, I could live with once a year. I could. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, that, that wouldn't be too bad for you. No. And they're going to do it. They always have it in, in April and October. And April and April is always a busy time. This time, like this last weekend, there was so much stuff going on. Um, there was a shoot down here, the NFL review shoot. There was, a, you know, the National Second Amendment rallies at the Capitals. That was going on. Plus, there was a bunch of other stuff going on, too. So... Yeah, I see where uh, Eric got shut. Eric, uh, Eric Veteran got shut down in uh, Atlanta because they didn't have the uh, uh, police uh, permits or whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, they shut that down. So that so the rally that was going on in the Capitol yeah. in Georgia didn't go down at all. Nope, it didn't go down at all. Nope. I think that was a communist plot. Um, yeah, yeah they, they had to pay for um, all this pro- police protection, and it was like an enormous amount. Wow. I think they just do a flash bomb. Forget about Popo. Yeah. Um, this is, listen, I, I know that some people were disappointed at turnouts in their areas. I wasn't able to make the one here because that was literally when when, when I got back from uh, the NAB show. But and I, and I heard the numbers were higher than the last time, so which is a good thing. But, but once I, again, there's a lot of stuff going on this time of year. Um, mm-hmm. This, this time of April, you know, it's there's a lot of events going on, so it's hard to. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people have other plans. I, I know Second Amendment, but still, you know, if Mama says it's time to go somewhere, you're going to go where Mama wants to go, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the family. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I carry my revolver and single action says, "Where you been, Hank and crew?" So, <laughs> I have been in Las Vegas. For I have week. been in Kentucky. <laughs> yes. Um, we took about a week and maybe a couple of days off, right? Yeah. I wasn't going as long as out of town as long as Hank was, but uh Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was out of town for a while and I was doing the broadcasting show. Yeah. And and Walter was doing the Knob Creek machine gun shoot. So right. okay, so always what I want to know, Walter, since we're talking right yeah. now about you being out at the shoot, I wanna know what guns did you get me? Okay, I'm waiting. <laughs> I got quiet. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is this sounds like a bad dog. Yeah, Walter, come on now, man. We've been waiting a whole week for this. A whole man. week. Uh, I mean, you didn't get it. Did you not get any guns? I'll tell you what I got. You want to okay. see some of the stuff I got? Yeah. Uh, I, I got mean, me I was head. just kidding. I know you didn't get me any guns. I got a new knife. Whoa, oh. nice. What is that? Wait, it's hold on. A, it's an auto knife that just goes in and out when you push the. Yeah, but what? Okay, it's not. Really? A, it's an auto knife. Yeah, but it's it's this is a cheap copy. Oh, right? okay. This is a forty dollar copy. Okay. Um, 
got this for a toy. I found me a fuse for my mortar. Um, I, ne I needed a fuse for the front. This is inert, everybody that's watching. There's no nothing going on here. I don't, I don't, I don't, no go boom. I don't do go live mortars, no. Um, found that. Let me see. Okay, but I that's cool. Hold that. Wait, wait, wait. Let me take a look. Can you spin that around a little bit for us? Okay, so this is what it's supposed to look like. Mm. Yeah, this is an 81 millimeter 1954 vintage. Yeah. Mortar. It's got that Arc Deco look to it. It looks like those rocket ships they used to. Uh, yeah, like. Are you going to paint it up? Yeah. Uh, I thought about it. Uh, you know what? You know definitely what? Gonna, definitely going to paint this tip because this is not. This is not cool. But I got something for you, man. Why don't you paint it like maybe all green and then put like the Safety Harbor logo, paint the Safety Harbor logo on there. And, and then you know, what? And then you can put it up, up there with all the other, you know, your little... Oh, down on the floor things. with all the rest of the... Yeah. Inert ordinance, that's a possibility. Yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah. Or put it behind on that shelf right behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got too much crap up there already. Well, yeah. well the uh, one directly behind you. Oh. Oh, that's... There's, there's, there's a lot of crap up there, too. <laughs> crap up there, too, yeah. Is that your high school diploma yeah. back there? No, no, that's... uh. <laughs> no, those are... Those no, are, like... Those are like um, what do you call it? Uh, those are naked pictures. Drawings of pictographs or something. They're drawings of they got a couple Russian soldiers with a Maxim machine gun. Oh, okay. They got a German guy with an MP40. They uh, got Americans with a 1919 and an M1 Garand. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. By the yeah, way, yeah. everyone watching right now, guys, please hit the thumbs ups, okay? We, up. we need those. We need to get those thumbs ups going. Oh, We've got well, almost 200 people watching us. We haven't gotten to 200 thumbs ups yet, but we would appreciate it. Let's see what else Walter brought. Looks like an AK. I, I, I picked what? up a Magpul stock for my PSL build, okay. that I, the, Roma, the Romanian PSL. Oh, I still, still got to do something up here, but I picked Magpul? this great uh, Magpul stock. Uh, uh, fold, is that a folder? No, it is not actually. Oh, okay. I was trying okay. to get one of those, but I, 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 I settled for a non-folding one. Okay. Um. Oh, you know, sometimes the creek, people come up to the table and they want to do some trading, swapping, you know, and a guy comes up the table and he wants a, um, a, a trunnion for a Sten gun, machine gun, a replacement trunnion, and he says, "You do any swapping?" And I said, "Well, what you got?" He said, "Got honey." <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, but I look at this jar. That? This That's jar a honey, thick honey. This looks like molasses, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, he tells me that he lives up near Buffalo, New York, and he says this: these bees pollinate this Japanese, some kind oh, of. Box I was about water. to say those must be some African bees, though. <laughs> <laughs> some dark mofos. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so that so that it, the honey comes out dark because of these trees that these bees pollinate. And, okay. I, and I guess it's a darker, uh, I don't know how you describe the flavor, he said. I'm not a big honey person, but I said, you know what? Give me a bottle. We'll swap. So he took oh, his, nice. he took my trunnion, I took his honey, and everybody's happy. Yeah, that's not the first time those words were said. Together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you tasted it? How does it taste? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I uh, am going to taste, hey, taste it. it on air. Taste it on air. Live. Yeah, let's see. Let, taste that black honey. <laughs> Once you go back, you never go back. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. <laughs> now Walter's like, uh, I don't know. well, actually, I would like to know how that tastes. That that probably is good. Put a little a tip on your finger and lick I, it. All right, all right, just for you guys. I don't usually yeah, do this a, stuff. Yeah, let's get a spoon. Maybe Peggy can bring in the lid. Is on. Go, go. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Walter's we go. going in on the honey. Finger in it. Let's see. Is this good honey or not? 
Hmm. It's definitely different. I guess you'd say it has more of a a woodsy taste, I guess. <laughs> woodsy, or, uh, okay, yeah. Woodsy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Oh, okay. I don't know how you, like I said, I'm not a honey connoisseur. Mm. Um, uh. But um, it's sweet. I can tell you that. Oh, okay, boy. cool. All right, there you go. So, cool. anyways, you yeah. saw it first live yeah. on. That's live probably on good. That's probably good in tea. That's probably especially. Well, it probably would be because tea is tea is tea. You know, it's got that different yeah. flavor too. So yeah, I don't, I don't, probably... I don't eat tea either. Drink tea either. So you don't? Uh, no, nah, me no. either. I just like Ugh. only yeah. only real men drink tea. Oh, oh that's, that's what it is. I yeah. will drink some sweet tea from McDonald's though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's probably like that's probably like water. <laughs> colored water and sugar. <laughs> I think that's like one of the last uh, British holdovers with me, man. I have tea. Every all right, night. all right. I gotta, I gotta give credit where credit is due. Kentucky Firearms Network. Zach was there. He had Snickers bars. He did. He had <laughs> Snickers bars, and he insisted that I had a Snickers bar. And he hit us just right at the right time, and I and I consumed one in record time. So you were also. First, dudes were giving you honey, and then dudes were giving you Snickers bars. Send me a send me in a Snickers bar. Yeah, yeah, did you? I hope you just stayed away from uh, Vans. Okay, I hope you stayed away from Vans because something bad would have happened to you. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, hold on, I'm missing something. What happened with the Snickers thing? I mean, well, well, Zach from uh, um, Kentucky Firearms Network was there. He he works at the creek and does stuff there and lives yeah. close by. So yeah, he, he just said he was bringing Snickers bars and he had them. So. Well, you don't you don't eat Snickers? No, no, I do, I do, I do, oh. I do. It's oh. just sometimes you know it's like I don't know. You sometimes you got to be in the mood to eat a you know just a a Snicker bar. <laughs> I'm yeah. trying to watch my figure, you know. What I'm saying? Oh, okay. I'm like that's like saying, hey, I got to be in the mood to shoot. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, I mean you don't. Yeah, you don't have to convince. Yeah. Well, okay, so here a couple of things going on here. Mike Bryan says good in tea? Question mark. What is it? Women's honey. I don't know what's going on here with the tea. And these nuts says uh, killer bees make darker honey than regular bees. And uh, an armament and access says a spot of tea. A spot of tea. <laughs> Mummy, can I can see well, a spot of tea? Peyton the tea. Let's have a spot of tea right now. Yeah. Yeah. Earl Grey. Earl Grey is one, is one of my favorite flavors of tea. Yes. A spot of tea. Yeah. You know what? Uh, while you guys were out of town doing your business thing, man, I will admit that I was looking at National Geographic. Oh no, not the old ones with the with the, with the native no, women and all. No, no, no. <laughs> now, I did used to look at the, the little magazines though. Hey, that was my my soft porn back in the day. You know. Oh, I like the Sears magazine. The Sears uh, catalog. Oh, yeah. catalog. Oh, <laughs> the yeah. back of the Sears catalog. Yeah. With all the yeah. lingeries. That in the Sports Illustrated. If Walter dies, that guy was a Russian spy. You, know, you, might, be, you might be right, Rob Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gorillas and Guns says, want some candy, little Walter? <laughs> well, first thing, I'm not little. And secondly, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. But I actually was looking at Natural Ge- Geographic. And I saw uh, they had a special on Guyana. And they were saying that Uh-oh. I didn't know that Guyana had all this gold there. Oh, oh yeah, well, man. yeah, yeah. The, the 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 gold rush guys have been down there in Guyana. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Guyana has a lot of gold. Guyana is incredibly um, rich in minerals, incredibly so. Um, Guyana has the most waterfalls of any other country in the world. Yeah, yeah. and um, but there's lots of minerals in the ground. As a matter of fact, Reynolds uh, Reynolds wrap that makes the foil. Reynolds used to be, 
Yeah, they used to be in Guyana. Um, so there's lots of bauxite and all that yes. kind of stuff there. Um, there's oil there. There's lots of things there. Guyana is right on the equator, so it's a great place to launch rockets. Oh, yes. Yeah, French Guyana. French Guyana. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, and Guyana both. They're right there. And, you know, there's, for that reason, uh, like China is there right now. Chinese yeah. are there. Yeah, the Chicoms, yeah. Yeah, my, uh, my, some of my family members have gold mines over there, but... <laughs> Uh, but I remember the guy. I don't benefit that, from that though. The guy in the special said that everything, like when the sun goes down, everything in the jungle out there is trying to can kill you. And you guys like got some heavily venom snakes, venom, venom, venomous snakes yeah. there, and all of that good stuff. I'm like, I'm trying to picture Hank Strange running around, you know, <laughs> avoiding all this stuff. You know? Well, you know, I mean, I left Guyana when I was five years old. So oh, okay. I get yeah, it. my, uh, you know, my parents grew up there. I guess when they left, they were in their uh, mid 30s or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and my dad, see, Guyana is 75% Amazon. And most of the people live on that 25% that's not in the Amazon, yeah, that's on the yeah. coast. And yeah. most of the people live there because, you know, if you've seen anything about the Amazon, Guyana is, you know, in it's the wild. Amazon. Yeah, and it's truly wild. There's things wild. in there people have yeah. never discovered. Yeah. <laughs> so my dad used to go into the interior. That was like, um, you know, one of the things that he had to do. And he's seen like panthers and all that kind of stuff. And my dad is more of like the jungle man type of thing. He will eat anything. Wow. <laughs> you know, so they would go out there and kill snakes or whatever, and they'll eat all that crap. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, cool. you know, and when he was a little kid, like he, he came and visited where I live now. And he, and he was walking around my property and he saw like all these birds and squirrels. And uh, he was... Yeah, he was like, you know, when I was a kid, we would just take a rock and knock that bird out of the <laughs> and just, you know, just cook it up. And I was like, yeah, OK, whatever. Now, we would do that to squirrels and robins. Uh, we would, uh, uh, you know, man, we're right in the hood, man, killing with BB guns. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, I think we had a I had a daisy and I think I had a crossman. Uh, then they had the, the CO2 yeah, uh, BB guns. Mm -hmm. And man, that was like having like a fully automatic back in the day. <laughs> You know, uh, high power. Yeah, but I can tell you, man, squirrels and robin—that is some good eating. Yeah, that—that that is some good eating. <laughs> Get some good eating, robin. Squirrel. Man, you got to really—that's like a little bite. That's like not even a snack. Well, you know, I was small. You know, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. But but eating squirrel, man, squirrel is like, like, man. Three times better than chicken. Is it like uh, chicken of the trees? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, when I say it was good, it was good. You know. Yeah. I mean, we we clean them up, skin them up, barbecue them. Yeah. And you you cannot die in an apocalypse if you nope. stay in Florida, man. As long as Florida <laughs> oh, yeah. is here, there's yeah, like, I've got thousands of those bastards on my property. <laughs> as long as you got fish, man. I mean, I mean, man, Florida, yeah. man. This is like it's hard to to not be able to to uh, survive on the land. I mean, it's a lot of, you know, food right there. I mean, hell, you, if you live by a pond or a lake or something or the ocean, yeah, you can eat forever. Yeah, yeah. you can yeah. eat forever. Um, Kentucky Firearms Network says he's got nine Snickers bars left. Oh, man. Whoever's <laughs> in here now that wants a Snickers bar, try I, I, I ain't going back up there. It snowed up there today, I think. Oh, what? wow. Snow yeah. yeah. It's no pretty cold. So let's um by the way, let me just remind everyone again to hit the thumbs ups. Okay, we really need that. And then I know for people who are uh, who are coming in right now, 
Um, people want us to talk about Gunny. We definitely, um, yeah. we, we had a moment of silence here for Gunny. We, we've spoken about him. You know, I think it's uh, terrible news that, that he passed so suddenly. And, um, yeah, you know, that, that, that was like, man, yesterday when that hit, I was, wow. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, and there's no gun guy who doesn't know Gunny. Right. Probably no gun. If you've ever been to SHOT Show or NRA, for that matter, the SEMA show and all, a whole bunch of other shows, right, right, you've probably right. met Gunning, taking pictures with him and everything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you do, if you think that we didn't talk about him, we did. If you go back to the beginning, we definitely discussed him. And uh, before I get in, what, what get into what went down at the NAB show, um, I don't know. First of all, I don't know if Walter is done because I still want to find out what he brought me. Uh, uh, I'm <laughs> not done with that yet. You know, <laughs> go ahead. I didn't bring you nothing. Oh, my God. No more. And there, were no bull, there were no bull pups at the whole Knob Creek. What? No. No IWI. Well, there no no official presence. You know, it's it's oh. it's just it's people in their like vendors and you know some gun no, dealers and stuff like that. It, the, that's what's changed about the show. It used to be full of military stuff, table after table of military stuff, surplus and parts kits and all that stuff, and and it's it's changing. You know, where it's not like that anymore. So. Even for me to walk around, I I really had to look hard to find stuff I wanted, you know. Wow. Um, wow. And that's it's not, not it's not going like toward like a gun show, is it? Well that feel a little bit, yeah. And that's oh, that's wow. bad too, because like I said, yeah. there used to be there used to be a lot more really cool stuff. You'd find all the cool stuff at Knob Creek. Well, one of the things is all the cool old stuff isn't gonna stay in the world forever. Well, and it's and, and people are figuring out what it's worth too. So. Well, well, the, what's happened is the people overseas, now that they got the interweb in these countries, they look on the interweb and they go, well, hell, he gets that much for that over there in the U.S.? This has got to cost this much now. It costs more than it's actually worth here by the time you drag it all the way over here. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some of that going on. And there's, you know, we had eight years of a restrictive um, bunch in the import part of the world that, you know, weren't weren't signing uh import permits and stuff like that like they yeah. should have been so there's plenty of stuff still plus we've had, there's wars going on yeah. and when wars go on people need guns right and ammo yeah. so some of that stuff that would have been surplus normally is being used yeah so um yeah so i see that uh ghetto hood gamer got back in congratulations okay, i see him you. there yeah yeah, yeah. who um so be nice this time get he's asking a question though he says does knob creek happen in the summer no, right at this time it happens in April and it happens in October. They're going to try to switch it to September, yeah. um, once a year. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Which yeah. weekend in September? Don't know yet. Don't. Yeah. Know. And uh, Justin E says, "Yeah, uh, Walter's got black honey for Hank." No, I got the I got the black honey right here. Yeah, <laughs> I got your. I got your. <laughs> <laughs> and i don't do that that's why i don't eat no honey you know <laughs> okay so all right so um uh i was gonna say something oh was your black honey come on uh, uh, no i was gonna honey. say something i was gonna say something but i'm gonna <laughs> yeah lola said enough of the low-hanging fruit that we want to talk about because <laughs> i was gonna say i know for a fact that your um your dad has had some black honey uh, well yeah that goes without saying yeah i know 
He would have took this jar in a second too. So yeah, I know how I know how uh, Mr. Keller rolls. Yeah, he he has yeah. a thing for uh, darker skinned he ladies. Likes, so. Yeah, he likes the uh, ebony ladies. Oh, oh. ebony ladies. Yeah, yeah. You gonna? Is that your dad? Want, uh, my want father. Yeah, yeah, my dad. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's and one my, of those dudes that went black and never doesn't. Yeah, my mom. Back. My mom was whiter than me. So uh, <laughs> don't take him to Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. So. You may never see your dad again. <laughs> <laughs> so okay now i know that people said that people want to know about what's you know we should probably talk about all these um different events that went down s- around the country so what have you guys seen like i said i was really but i got back saturday in the wee hours and i was completely out of it saturday sunday um i know people were sending me reports from different places so i think uh some places did well some places didn't do so well what what do you guys think is going on? Do we do is it like true apathy out there in the uh, well, Second Amendment community right now? I, I don't know if it's that. I, I think it's more the just a, the organizational aspect of it is not as as uh, organized as the other side. Um, mm-hmm. We we don't have paid staff that organize these things like the other side does. So um, exactly, yeah, that and that has a big part to do with it. Besides, you know, once again, last weekend was a. This time of year is a busy time, but, you know, some folks are working. <laughs> I mean, you know, some of us uh, Second Amendment people actually have jobs, unlike a lot of the leftists who are just paid protesters. So, yeah. you know. I mean, it would be nice for some of the like the bigger gun companies to, yeah. to get out there to have yeah. the money, the financial back. Stand up, grow yeah. a set, grow a set, let them hang low mm-hmm. and, and say, hey, here we are. We're, 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 we're with you. You know, but do you see that? I, I mean, the only thing time I see them come out is when they're trying to sell their products, you know. Well, and, yeah. You know, I would love to get like maybe five major gun dealers uh, in America to get together and say, hey, man, we're going to have like a, uh, something like a million man march type thing where we all uh, come to congregate to one uh, city in America or wherever it may be and say, hey, man. You know, we're going to do all of this for you guys and have everybody come from all over and then show and force what we Second Amendment people, male, female, can do. You know, right. I mean, hell, hell, I would go like, you know, like a Woodstock. Imagine if they had something like a Woodstock for gun, gun, gun guys and gun ladies, you know, mm-hmm. man, that, and with the a corporate sponsor, somebody, hey, Bringing a couple of um, you know musical acts or whatever, bringing some motivational speakers in there, and man, just have all the news outlets there to show what we can do when we all get together and we, you know, put one head together, you know. But that I think, doesn't happen. I think that I think that would be a, you know I think that would be cool if we can manage to organize it. Definitely, it, it would take some time. But I don't want to you know the folks who did show up at these things they deserve kudos. It's oh, not yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not yeah. easy to do what everyone else doesn't want to do and get out there and and say hey we believe in the Second Amendment and all that kind of stuff. So I, I just I just want to say that the people who did organize things who showed up to things and were out there you know. You guys did the right thing and you have to do it, whether it's popular or not. You know, we're, we're not just fighting for our rights. This isn't a thing like only us. We get the right. rights. It's rights for everyone. Right. But 
on the flip side of that, we do have to try to take a little bit more time, really organize something that's more central and figure out how exactly to do that more than just, hey, let's all get together and have a big shoot and blow shit up, which is awesome. But (laughs) we we have to do a little bit more than that. And I think, you know, what you're talking about, Rod, it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it would definitely need to be in a state that um, that's, you know, two way friendly uh, state that, you know, and, and I'm not gonna say it needs to be in a city. It could be in a rural area, but man, just well, have it to have it to where it can support the infrastructure of the people coming. You know, because you don't want to go there and be miserable. Like, man, we don't we, we don't have any bathrooms, and then the, the news what they're gonna do is they're gonna actually blow that up. You know, yeah. Uh, instead of focusing on the um, the matters at hand. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I, I, I think it could be done. I think uh, if you look at what Henry Rifles did with the uh, thousand man shoot yeah. in Arizona, and exactly. that was at the uh, Ben Avery range, which is the biggest range in America, mm-hmm. you know, and it was able to handle the the thousand plus people that showed up there just to shoot. And then, you know, obviously there was people there that showed up just to watch everyone shoot. Right. I think something like that, where that facility has um, places for RVs to come in and. All yeah. that kind of stuff. If it's planned properly, we can have a good time there and we can show people, you know, where we stand on this. And that's why Henry originally did that back when we had the elections, because we were all thinking things are going to go a different direction. So right. it can be done. So, oh, Hank, be done. you know, yeah. by, by us living, uh, Walter, you two, by us all three living in Florida, what goes on in Daytona every, let's see, bike week? Well, oh, bike week. Exactly. Exactly. If bikers can do that, why can't we do that? Oh, there's a lot of money in that. Yeah, yeah it's not. Yeah. I mean, a lot of us show up. A lot of us show up for the NRA show, and that's coming up here. Yeah. But right, right. I, I, I know where everyone, how everyone feels about this, you know, because we don't really, we don't really want to support the NRA. We feel like they opened up the door for this. We see lots mm-hmm. of. That's why a lot of these politicians caved and continue to cave. You know, right. I was actually disappointed. One of the things that I did see over the weekend, Matt oh, Caldwell, who yeah. was on this freaking show. Yeah, he supports. Uh, yeah, he supports uh, Scott. Rick. But Scott. what's that about, Hank? What's that about? Something. Something's it's going about on. Money. Dude. It's about money, money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's about money, honey. <laughs> yeah, I was incredibly disappointed to see that. I saw and, that, too, and I had to take a double take going. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? And uh, and I saw lots of folks reach out to him and they were like, hell no, dude. What are you talking about? And, Why? And, Mar- and Marco Rubio, the same thing. Oh, welcoming uh, Rick Scott to the. Well, Marco Rubio, I knew he was going to go that route. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just once again, it's all about the dollar. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You got to get that's politicians, man. You got to you know? get on board or you won't get none of that money. You know, you can't lay in bed with a politician. We <laughs> need to figure out how to get away from republicans okay I, we all know the democrats we need to get the hell away from them uh we've all thought that republicans were with a place that we could go to and they would understand this and they've been taking advantage of us for a long time this didn't just start right now you know we truly need to figure out how to get behind an independent party in america and at least create a third option here that's going to be viable, especially for those of us that believe in the in the Second Amendment, because this is getting really, really crazy right now. Yeah, yeah. you know, and I and I and, and I think that if we do something like this, that should be part of it. We need to figure out a way. There's no way in hell that I'm going to vote for Rick Scott for anything. I don't want him to be dog catcher. 
<laughs> I don't want him to be the dude that scrapes up roadkill on the road. <laughs> and I can remember seeing Rick Scott uh, when he was running for government. He he came up here to one of the gun shows. Go figure. Yeah. He was in there. He was taking questions. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, because true enough, I'm a Democrat, but I don't vote by party lines. I vote for the best qualified candidate. OK, so. So my thing is this, you know, I spoke with him, you know, hey, I'm glad to see you here, sir. You know, um, I voted for Rick Scott, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because I truly felt that at that time he had my back in the 2A community. Uh, but for him to turn coat like this under the pressure and it's all about, man, trying to get with them is about getting votes. Come on. Yeah, he, he uh, had our back long enough to become elected governor. Exactly. And, and now that it's time to go on to whatever that next level is, next go on to topic. Congress or, yeah, Senate or whatever it is he wants to go on to. It's like, oh, I don't, you know, I'm going to go a different route now. But now, as watch this, watch this. In the next elections, you're going to see. Everybody, oh, we're gonna be, we're gonna ban this, we're gonna ban that, because that's a hot, hot button topic now. I mean, how many guys out there can you really say that are standing by their 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 wits and saying, hey, you know what? I am not, I am for the two A community. I am not gonna reduce any type of gun control or anything like that. How many times have you seen that? Tell me, and I'll I'll be waiting. Yeah, well, you're gonna be waiting a while. Exactly. Yeah. This is, exactly. This is this is what the problem is. And I'll tell you right now that the, the situation is so dire that I would rather see. I don't I don't want Democrats to be in office. But if we're going to vote for these guys and then they're going to go in there and act like Democrats, why not just burn it all down, man? We yeah. need the fear to come back to wake people up. This is the problem that we have that's going on. And when I talk to like people in the Republican Party and all that, they're like, oh, if you don't support us, then the Democrats are going to get in and they're going to be worse. I really, I'm honestly telling you, I don't see how the hell they're going to be worse yeah, because we're giving them everything. We're giving these guys every single damn thing that they want. Mm -hmm. And we need something to happen in Florida, around the rest of the country, where people get so mad that they go, you know what? I I'm going to keep an eye on what's going on here and I'm going to get out and rally and say hell no and all this kind of stuff. And maybe it just all needs to burn down. And if the Republicans we have are so stupid that they're just going to be act like mindless drones and do whatever Democrats want, then we don't we don't need them in office. Right. Hey, right now in Florida, what lawmaker can you honestly say is uh, other than and I'm not talking about the, the gentleman you had the uh, on the other day that uh, is going to be over the gun license, not that not the agriculture guy. I'm not talking about him. And Let's talk about somebody that's running for governor, a lieutenant governor, anything like that. Who can we honestly say that we can get on their back and say, hey, you know what? Let's ride. I, I don't know, I, man. I, I don't, don't know. know. We, so we have nobody right now that we can even back, let alone, you know, back somebody that's got our rights. We, we need we, to look someplace different. We're looking at the same place all the time. And, and if these people know that we're just going to vote for them because they have an R in front of their name or a D or whatever the hell it is, mm -hmm. they're just going to keep doing this crap to us. They're just going to keep playing everyone on both sides when when they're not really do, doing the things that we need or that we want them to do. But we don't have anybody, whether it be R, I or Dem uh, D <laughs> at all, that we could even back. That person isn't if if they are there, they haven't made themselves public yet. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I have no idea on who I can say and hang my hat on and say, you know what? 
I got this guy here. I'm going to rule man. But maybe, maybe people, because, because maybe those of us that feel this passionately, we need to start stepping the hell up. That's the problem. Like no one, everyone thinks like, Hey, you know, um, politician is a bad, is a bad word. So I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to complain about them. Well, then we're Mm -hmm. screwed. Some, Some of us need to start stepping the hell up here so that the rest of us can push those people up. That's what I think needs to happen in America. Everybody in this chat, um, if you go and you see anybody that's running for any office, ask them the first question. What is your views? on? Are you 2A friendly? If they're not 2A friendly in the conversation, go to the next person. Because yeah, but you can't just ask the question, man, because they all say that they are. <laughs> what I say is like, so how many yeah. guns you got? Yeah. When's the last time you shot something? Hey. Hey, come come with me to the range. We're we're going to the range. We're gonna do this. I don't, I don't want you to just say that you're a gun guy. Let me see, I, let me show show me some proof. You know, don't just say that you're a gun guy just to get a vote, and then you 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 turn uh turn coat on me. You know, you trade them on me. You know, get to the point where I want to be able to. I know Hank Strange is a gun guy. I know Walter is a gun guy. You guys know I'm a gun guy. Okay, but my thing is this. I want to be able to see the guy that, man, you know, actual pictures or something, some kind of physical evidence that this guy is really, before he became a political guy, he was a gun guy at heart, you know? Yeah, right. I think, I think unless we get new blood, unless we get new people who we could verify that, who have obviously been doing it for a long time. I mean, I see a lot of people saying it and I feel the same way. I see people saying it in the chat. We really need a hard reset. I'll tell you something right now. It doesn't matter who's in office. They cannot erase our Second Amendment rights unless we let them do it. They can't take it away from us unless we go willingly to like like sheep to the slaughter. They can't do it. They could try. They could try to they could try to make laws or whatever. What those laws are all unconstitutional and we don't even need the Constitution. It's our God given right to defend ourselves. All we have to say is hell no. You can you can have whatever politicians you want in there. Politicians in America used to used to have that feeling that Americans were not going to give up their guns. Somehow in the last couple of years, they're like, oh, I think these guys be worn down finally. (laughs) And people are acting like they're all worn down and they're acting like they're ready to give up stuff. And what we have to do is is, you know, maybe this all needs to be reset. And for people to realize that we don't give a shit what laws you make. Hey, even though that character on your shirt is funny, it's made to be a joke, but it's actually real. You know, what hurts me? Now, I can accept somebody that's just not a gun person. Okay, you know what? I see you. I know what you are. But for people that are gun people, that say, well, you know what? Maybe we don't need ARs. You know, maybe we only need a, a nine millimeter or a semi-automatic uh, pistol. Those are the people that I'm most afraid of because you don't know whether or not, you know, you can't. Tr- they are really not to be trusted, you know. Fuds. I mean, the the, the people that say, "Well, you know what? Hey, I, I only go hunting, or I only go target shooting," you know. And I talk to my friends that are fuds, and I'm like, "Man, you guys don't care, uh, give a damn about you know but losing these they, rights." Once they get my AR-15, they're coming for your. Uh, they're coming for your oh, yeah. rifle. Oh, definitely. Yeah. They're coming for your pocket knife, too, by the way. Yeah. England, England, England. There's yeah. people over here that want to take guns out of Star Wars. You hear this shit? 
Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Star Wars movies. What are you gonna do? What are they gonna do? Whip their dicks out and fight with their dicks or something? What, yeah. are, what are they gonna do? Yeah. A know, wood car, you know. Wood yeah. This is the whole point. This is the whole point of being progressive, right? Take a little bit here. Take a little bit. Take a little bit. Eventually, if you're patient enough, you get it the whole way there. And the thing that we have to do is just say, yeah, that shit is over. Just not doing it. It doesn't matter what laws you make or what you say. We're not. We're not going to do it. We're not going to, you know, we're getting to that point. We are coming to that point because right now we have a system where the people who are failing us, who are willingly giving up our Second Amendment rights are Republicans. People who, if you ask them, I see their asses all the time here in Florida. I'm telling you, we had that guy. We had that guy, uh, Matt Caldwell, on yeah. here, and he was acting like he was all uh, all gun guy or whatever. Well, he and never he still, really, you know, I think I noticed about that dude is he says, well, you know, he wasn't for that part about the age thing, but he didn't say much else besides that. You know, restricting the, the, the up to 21. After mm-hmm. that, he didn't say a whole lot. He just kind of sat there, you know, and I, I got this feeling like he part of it he was good with and part of it he wasn't good with. So, yeah. I, and he voted no. That's the dude who voted no. Then we had a whole bunch of other Republicans that voted yes. You know, and now we're having all these guys that getting together and they're all colluding with each other to stay in power. And because they're making deals like, OK, guess what? I'm going to become I'm going to become a congressman and then you'll become this. Well, you'll get this position and then uh, we'll yeah. just move it around. I mean, screw that, man. They don't they don't really care about us. And I think that. We're, we're getting to that point where we have to burn down this stuff. The Republican Party needs to die. It needs wow. to just burn down to the ground and go away. Burn that sucker down. You know, because <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to keep supporting these guys and all the bullshit that they're putting out there. Yeah. Do we have any independent um, two-way um, uh, um, politicians out there? I don't know. I, don't I think like- a lot of the independents are just pro-weed. They're wishy-washy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, also keep in mind before you, before you clean somebody else's house, you got to clean. Make sure that your house is clean. Uh, we in the, in the truth, the, the elephant in the room. We in the gun community, we haven't even got our shit together right. You know? Well, yeah, not I everybody. Mean, no. Because this, we got too much infighting. Okay. <laughs> At some point, we got to say, hey, you know what? We need to come together in arms, lock arms, and then go from there. All they've done is, hell, divide and conquer. You know? Yeah. That's all they've done with us. They divided us, and they're conquering us right now. Uh, I mean, you got this guy going against this guy, and then, you know, and we see it. We know. I'm not saying who it is, but we see it. Okay? And you got too many people backstabbing each other, uh, and then, so... We're, we're too busy fighting with each other to look at the total message at hand of what's actually the problem, okay? And then we need to go there. That's what we need to do at this point. Yeah. I think what people need to do beyond all the politics and everything else, you need to ask yourself, which person are you going to be? Are you going to be the person who is going to leave all the decisions of your life and and in this world up to someone else and you're going to let someone else be responsible for you or are you the person who's going to stand up for yourself are you going to defend yourself or are you going to beg someone else to come in and save you and defend you you just need to decide that all the other stuff is really like doesn't make any kind of difference you just need to say who am i 
Yeah. You know, am I going to live on my knees or am I going to stand up and fight and defend myself and, and, and fight for what I believe is right? OK. And the, all those people who are willing to live on their knees and give up everything, just go ahead and do that because yeah. you're going to lose everything. All of this stuff. Let's say they could, I, I'm telling you guys, if they could wave a magic wand and get rid of guns, you think they're done with that? Even it, when they get rid of knives and all whatever they think are weapons, you think they're done there? When you look at I look at the people like we're on YouTube, right? In the rest of the YouTube community, people that do other things like car guys, they don't give a shit about what's happening. Uh, on the car world, they don't really care what's happening to us because they think they're not coming for them. You think there's not going to be a point where those people go, you know what? Can't have these combustible, they, you know, they, combustion engine already, cars. They've already tried that in the um, in the in the custom car, old car world. They try to uh, say it's too polluted. You know, you pollute too much. You got to take them away. That's been going on for a long time. They beat it back most of the times when it happens, but that's a current. Yeah. Ongoing thing with those guys. Yeah. yeah and, th and what those idiots don't realize that believe in all of that is when they disarm us or they get rid of us. OK. And we don't exist anymore. They're coming for their asses. Mm -hmm. yeah. They're coming for everything else. They're going to tell you how to live your life. You know what? You've got too many children. Don't you know, this is this is I'm not making it up. This is the shit that happens in the world. You're going to have to get a you're going to have to get a license to even think about buying a car that happens in this world that we live in in places on the face of this planet. You have to think about having that to get a car to do this thing to do. There's going to be something if you think you're going to live at some point, they're going to go. Yeah, you know what? You got too much money, my friend. You got you got too much house. There's the, you that house. It can't, yeah. you know, that's too much for you. You got to share this house with someone else. You got to <laughs> share this thing that you have with someone else. That's the world that you're coming to. If you don't want to, if you don't want to stand up and fight for yourself and be able to defend yourself, that is the world that's coming to you. And maybe it's the world that you deserve. Think about that. I think yeah. it's the world that those people deserve, but I refuse to live in that world. I'll rather fight and die knowing that I'm a free human being that can, that can do what I need to do as long as I'm not out there trying to harm people. And if I decide that I want to harm people and unjustly take things away from people that they're able to stand up to me. Well, Hank, I'm going to tell you this, man. What I've tried to do is I've tried to get creative as to because you can't tell a non-gun person, hey, you know, uh, you know, we need to do this for our Second Amendment. Right. You can't. That's going to go on deaths here. So what I try to do is I try to make it in a way where uh, it may affect them directly. And by doing that, I say, so what if you get home and you get held up? Or how are you going to protect yourself if this is this? And I say, hey, what about look at Hurricane Katrina? Look at because um, this stuff can actually happen and it has happened. OK. Oh, yeah. And I say, what about, you know, the uh, like Coleon Noir said, um, the uh, single mother's got three kids and she works a double shift. Uh, every day and she rides the bus home and she's just gotten paid and she gets paid in cash and um, she gets on the, on the city bus and she gets held up by, you know, these criminals. You know, what are you going to tell this lady? You know, and and I usually start off because women are our biggest uh, and I'm not trying to be, you know, um, I'm not singling out women, but we get a lot of flack from women uh, more so than other men. Um, and what I try to do is I try to bring it to women. I say, hey, look, you know, how are you going to protect yourself? And I always give it the worst case scenario. I say, if anybody breaks into your home, it's always going to wind up bad for you because 
you're either going to get raped, you're going to get killed, you're going to get robbed, you know, all, all three, three of them. them. Yeah, yeah, all three of them, you know. And I say, you know, who's to tell you? And the next thing they say, why do you need an AR-15? Well, my <laughs> thing is this. Hell, why do you think um, um, the drug dealer or the game bangers or whoever, the bad guys out there, you think that they walking around with cap guns? Hell no. Shit, they they got probably more firepower than the damn police officers. So you mean to tell me I'm not going to, they're going to be outgunning me? And my thing is this, I never want um, the criminal element to be able to outgun me, okay? I want to have at least what I know that they got, at least. So I look at it on that end there, and you kind of, you know, you, it, of course that actually is revolving around a certain demographic of people. But, you know, you can't go to the country country club and try to sell that to somebody in a gated community, you know. But if I go into the hood, which is where I'm from, and I say, hey, look, you need this. You know, you need to be able to protect yourself. And if you don't protect yourself, who's going to protect you? Well, Hell, I, I think I tell my police officer friends, hey, what the thing that usually gets them is, hey, you know what? We are not here to protect you. We're not here to originally stop the crime, okay? No police officer ever shows up to a scene before the crime happens, okay? That doesn't happen. They are reactive. If they're reacting, that means something bad has already happened. It is up to you to defend yourself until the police are able to come. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? If if they are if they are interested in coming. The pro I think the problem yeah, that we exactly. have in um, the, the problem that we have in America and in lots of places around the world is this false sense of security that everyone has. Hell yeah. Yes. I, you know, that's what I think is the destructive thing that we're that we're all dealing with here. I think that if people really came to realize the, what would happen in this world, very easily things could fall apart. Very easily things could fall apart anywhere that yeah. you live. It's not just in Florida. Like people think, oh, hurricanes only happen. Every part of America has some natural disaster that could happen there. We just had tornadoes over the weekend. Yeah, things can happen anywhere mm -hmm. at any time. And if all of a sudden you're living in a world where those police officers are thinking about their own families and exactly. not yours, yes. you're done. The people who are roving around, they don't even have to have guns. The guys yeah. who get together and start roving around and go, mm -hmm. oh, let's pick out that house right there. Yeah. And we'll get all the food that we want and whatever else that we want out of those people. We're going to rape and pillage and yeah. get the food and keep this, going to the next this house. This is the world that we evolved out of. People but people forgot about it already. Mm -hmm. They forgot that it, it like uh, less than 100 years ago, we were living like this. Mm -hmm. And they think like, oh, yeah, you know what? We don't need that anymore. You know why we have this civilized society that we have now? It's because of the gun. Mm -hmm. yeah. The gun is what gives us this civilized society. If you don't believe me, go look at what happens like in Nigeria when all the guys that are funded by oil over there, you know, get together like the Boko Haram and say, let's go to the school and take all those schoolgirls out of there. Mm -hmm. And do whatever we want to do to them. That's what the hell is going on. You think that's only people look at that and go, oh, that's just some savages over here. We, we would never do that. Are you crazy? Oh, oh yeah, hell, it can happen. <laughs> yeah, but see, it can they, absolutely they, they, they're living in a world, man, where they don't deal, they don't live in that that thought process. And I actually do. I actually look. I mean, hell, just think about this. If you can't, if you have no lights in a, in a major metropolitan city for three out for three days 
no food. You, what you think? People are gonna start becoming savages and killing each other and doing whatever they can. They're gonna take advantage of the situation and they're gonna do whatever they can to survive. You know. Yeah. And my thing is this: I've already said, hey, you know what? Uh, when the hurricanes come, you know the first thing I do: I get my AR-15 out. I mm-hmm. make sure I got about ten magazines filled to capacity because of the fact that, and I'm not being um, uh, just, you know, just. Uh, I don't know the word, uh, just, you know, overreacting. But my thing is just I want to make sure that if anything happens, that I'm prepared. I'm not sitting up here on my, my foot up my ass and not knowing what the hell to do. You know, yeah. well, if you look at that, that shooting that happened in the church that the guy stopped, um, he his AR was unloaded, man. Yeah, he had to go home and get it or something. Yeah, he, he was. Well, and, and there was only he only had so many rounds. And I'm telling you, I would rather have. Mm-hmm. However many rounds I just threw at you, I would rather have three times that amount of rounds left oh, that yeah, I can yeah. still throw at you. Yeah. You know, you know? I mean, now I say that, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm looking at my safe right now. I only got about two two magazines of of, of, of uh, ammunition in my AR, my AR magazine. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's, uh, that's, that's at least 30 dead people. Well, that's true, too, but I, <laughs> that's I, can't say, I, I got all my pistol magazines filled to capacity. I ain't so. going to take a lot of shots at you. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. thing, the thing, the another thing that and I'm not trying to knock uh, police officers in this on the plane mm-hmm. back. I was sitting next to a guy that was he he found out at the end of the flight that um, I was a gun guy. And he was he was like disappointed because he was like, man, I could have been talking to you about guns this whole flight. Oh, God, no, <laughs> no, no. Because he's he's a gun guy, too. And he was telling me that his son is in the FBI and all that. I have friends that work in the FBI. I have friends that are, that are cops. I have friends who, who are police officers, law enforcement that are watching this or could be watching. It. I'm not trying to knock all these guys, but you got to remember something about we don't even have to go crazy and apocalyptic. For, for people not to protect us. I'll just give you an example. How is it possible that the FBI can raid the lawyers for the oh, president? God. Right? They, oh, could, they, God. Could go, they could go after the lawyer for the president and do all of that, but the same FBI had no, played no part in preventing what happened here in Florida. You know, my son was telling me today that there's talk that one of the Boston Marathon bombers was an FBI informant. I wouldn't be surprised about it. The, the, sure. the thing is, is the that these people, brothers, yeah. these people play favorites. How are we living in a world that the FBI could go because of like Stormy Daniels or some bullshit? Yeah, they can, they can go okay. raid a lawyer's office. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and get all these records out of there and do all the crap that they did there. But when there's a kid Who's saying that he wants to be a professional school shooter? Nobody goes. No, yeah, no one goes and checks up on him. So his real name. (laughs) Yeah, what I'm trying to tell you now: there's good and bad. Like the FBI has human beings in it. Police departments have human beings in it. The military has human beings in it. Okay, they're good people and bad people. But what I'm telling you is, how are you going to place your life in the hands? Of those people, you know, there's lots of people. I, I'm not saying I know what happened here, but one of the things I saw in the news over the weekend is that there's this story about these two black guys that went into a um, to a Starbucks and they were sitting there and they didn't order anything. And the and the manager of the Starbucks they asked her if they could use the bathroom, 
and she complained that they didn't order anything, then called the police. The police came and arrested their asses. Yeah, I don't know that. There's weird stuff to that story. Yeah. I don't know. So the thing, and the thing about it is this. I'm not saying I know what happened, but you got to ask yourself, what the fuck <laughs> you well, know, is going and, on and, in the and, world? And at when Starbucks, people- the most loving and, 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 and caring and, and want to hire refugees um, organization, what happened? Yeah. And here's what I'm saying. There's lots of there's lots of people that look like me out there protesting all that. But those people at the same time don't believe that they should be responsible for themselves. Well, those they are, shouldn't be responsible for their own security. And that's what I'm saying to you. Get at some point you have to realize that ultimately in this world you got to be responsible for you. No one's going to come save you. That there in that moment lots of people failed, right? The person who managed the Starbucks didn't go Oh yeah, go 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 ahead. Use the bathroom. The police officer showed up and didn't go. Like, okay, what are we you, doing? You wanna... What are we What are we doing? Yeah, why are you arresting some dudes because they're just sitting in a Starbucks <laughs> when everyone else is sitting? You walk there. in it. Well, I mean, that's why I couldn't be a policeman. I'd walk up and go, "What are we doing? What What's going on here? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the more the more, the more to, I find out some more information that the uh, manager of the store did not want them there. And, I heard they were and, realtors or something like that. Yeah, they were realtors. And they were waiting on the, the guy, and the guy came in as they were leaving in handcuffs. So what started was the uh, – I kind of understand what the police's um, part on that because the thing is they asked the guys nicely to oh, leave. they didn't want but, to. Okay. Right. But the thing is they should never have had to be asked to leave in the first place. Though. Yeah, everyone right. does business in a Starbucks. Like, I don't understand that. Starbucks makes money because people come in there and do business. Right. Now, are you – are you like forcing them that they have to come in there and buy shit? Yeah. You know, and, are you kicking and, out everyone that doesn't buy something in Starbucks? Now that's now that's where, you know, it, it became controversial because everybody knows that, okay, not everybody that goes to Starbucks uh, is there to buy something. There's people who go there just to use their laptop to read, you know, to, to be in, you know, the atmosphere. Uh, people go there to meet chicks. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, and the thing I'm trying to say to you about all the people who are up in arms I get it. I understand but that. Say, those are the same people who want the guns to be taken away. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. the part I don't understand. Like, who's yeah. protect them? It's not the police's job to protect you from, right. like, like, like Rod was saying, they don't show up until bad things have already happened. No, exactly. and those dudes come there, they came, they were like, yeah, we're going to arrest you. Sorry, you're <laughs> trespassing in this place. You're under arrest, mofos. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, like, why do you think that if you're mad about that, why are you trying to leave your life up to someone else? Why are you why are you saying, hey, um, government, help us right now? Okay, government, we hate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It don't make no sense. Yeah, that does that's like the stupidest thing that I've ever seen in the world. It's the same thing with all the kids that are protesting um, you know, against guns and that they're saying that no one should have guns, right? We shouldn't <laughs> have guns. The only people that should protect them are the police officers <laughs> that did not protect them, that literally stayed outside while they were being slaughtered in the school. And yeah. and, and there were two, to, to the flip side of what happened with those police officers is that we know for a fact that there were police officers that were outside counties, that mm-hmm. were off duty, right? And tr- they try to respond to what happened in this school here in Florida, and for mm-hmm. that, they got suspended. They got. They told. They were told to turn down. Stand well, yeah, down. Yeah, that's called politics. Yeah. So that's this is the bull. Like, if you know this kind of bullshit is is what you're living. If you're living in a world like this and you don't know what's going to happen, 
Do you, do you want to rely on yourself or do you want to rely on someone else? If you love your children, do you want them to rely on someone else, someone in the government, or do you want them to know how to rely on themselves? I trust me. That's who I trust. That's yeah. that. Isn't that what Scarface said? <laughs> I'm tr- I trust me. That's who I trust. You know, I don't I don't trust anybody else but me because I know how I will react. I know what's in my heart, you know, Uh, but also uh, on the flip side uh, with the Killer Mike interview with Coleon Noir. Mm -hmm. um, I wish that he would have stuck to his guns instead of caving in until uh, with the pressure. But I, I understand the political part of that, too. Um, um, I didn't. You're gonna have to fill, cue me in on this, Killer Mike. Well, if you Killer Mike, people out there who did. I know Killer Mike is a is a rapper. Yeah, from, and he from, made, uh, from Run the Jewels, right? That's one of my favorite groups. Right. So uh-huh. he had an interview with Coleon, and you know he was saying how much he's a NRA fan and blah 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 this and that. And okay. then some of the black uh, uh, entertainers or uh, media folks started getting on him. About for being, that. So, for being an NRA fan? Yeah. You know, yeah. I tell anybody, hell yeah, I'm an NRA. I'm in the NRA, but hell, I'm a Democrat and neither one of them are public, uh, perfect. Yeah. You know? but also like, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. See, this is what I'm saying about the confusion in the world. Yeah. You know, you need to take away the confusion in the world because we're not fucking NRA fans right now. Right. <laughs> I'm, not, exactly. I'm not an NRA fan right now. Right. You know, but am I am I an NRA member? Sure. Yeah, exactly. Because what I want to do is I want to do everything possible to to fight to keep my Second Amendment rights. But that day, I think is coming that no matter what we do, it seems to me like the NRA is going to fail us and politicians are going to fail us. And ultimately, the only person that you can rely on is yourself. Right. And all of this stuff that we're dealing with. Exactly. So I don't know. I'm sorry. I just got distracted. Lola's over here trying to, you know. I did oh, get a couple oh, more. Lola things. said I should let Rod finish. So I'm sorry, Rod. Right. My oh, no, 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 no. No, no, point. no, I was just saying that, you know, I just wish that, um, you know, he wouldn't have caved in. Now, I know me. If I say something that comes out my mouth. Is how I feel. Okay, you know, I mean. Oh, you, you mean know. you weren't you weren't misspeaking? <laughs> no, you know. So, so how did he cave in? How did he cave in? They well, so- he he cave in because he he got uh, he got backlash from the black community. Okay, uh, saying that he was a, a Uncle Tom or Coon or whatever. Are they, and they are, were, do those people ever listen to his music? <laughs> exactly, but they're saying that because he's an NRA guy. Oh, the and, rapper, the rapper person yeah. was saying that he was yeah. an NRA person. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought they were coming down to the Coley on the. the oh no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Well, they, okay. well, first of all, let's say this. People say that about Colin Noir, and that's like I I can we've gotten into this before, right? I can complain about Colin Noir or whatever, but people already say that about him, and that's something that I think is bullshit. Yeah, there's people who say that about him, and that's like the most outrageous thing that I've heard. That's why if you notice something, we'll I'll, I'll talk bad. I'll say I, I don't support the NRA. Like why the hell isn't Colin Noir talking up about this or saying something about it? But I think when we get to the level that we want to beat up the other guys who've been out there, you know, fighting and and putting themselves out there and putting their families out there and all that, then we're trying to we're taken away from the fact of when they were when we were on their side. You know that they were they were out there doing stuff for us, and now we don't give a crap about that. So we're just going to talk about them bad. Whenever people want to do that, it's horrible. You know, when I talk to my black friends and I tell them, they ask me why am I um, part of the NRA, 
And I said, did you know that the NRA spook person is black? You know that, right? And then like, you know the NRA uh, 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 helped black people when they needed to have guns to protect oh, yeah. themselves? Exactly, yeah. yeah so see, but see, that's what the media doesn't want so. mainstream urban America to know. Okay. Yeah, 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 the NRAs had had black um, um, people on their board. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know they but they want the media. They want to uh, listen to what the media says that the uh, NRA is nothing but KKK, which we <laughs> all know that ain't true. And so, even when I, I went to my first NRA last year in Atlanta, and I saw black folks there, and I know that they couldn't get in unless they were NRA members. Oh. You know, well, I thought NRA is open to public, isn't it? No, no, you have to be an NRA member. Oh, but okay. you can literally, you can literally join right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So a couple of things I want to ask you about this, Rob, before we move on, or, or two things. I want to ask you something, and then I want to say something. I'm going to say it first. So all those black rappers, all those, well, I mean, we got a lot of white rappers now. It doesn't matter. I don't give a crap. All the rappers out there, right? Or so people in Hollywood who came down on Killer Mike because you know they. They uh, called him an Uncle Tom and all those kinds of things because he he's uh, supported the NRA. So what you're trying to say is that you 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 um, you're attacking these people who are trying to make it legal and try to maintain your ability to legally own guns in America. You're going to attack them because you want to illegally own guns so that the right. police can come <laughs> along and lock your stupid ass up and put right. you in jail for the rest of your life. That's yeah. what you want. Yeah. You're calling someone, you know, the reason why he's supporting the NRA, because he knows he knows that you should not go to jail for defending yourself in America. Yep. You shouldn't go to jail for that. It should not be illegal. Those people who are supporting guns being illegal in America are the assholes as far as I'm concerned. To me, they are the people that are doing something wrong because they are setting us up to, to live our lives in prison and lose all our rights. Right. Think about that. And they're like, oh, you're, you're, you're this terrible person because you're down with the NRA. They're trying to make it legal for you to own this shit, people. Yeah, exactly. But you yet know? still though, they won't say anything when Pookie got uh, a sawed-off shotgun or AK-47 illegally uh, in the hood. They won't say anything about that, though. Okay. Yeah, but Pookie oh. will go to jail for the rest of his life. Exactly. But they won't They won't go out and say that, hey, you know what? The drug dealers or so-and-so, they don't need They don't need to have uh, oh, yeah. uh, guns, too. No, they're not going to say that. And if you defend yourself against Pookie because he tried to rob you, mm -hmm. then you're going to jail for that. Exactly. Look, there was a story in New York City when I was a kid, and I can't remember this. Somebody out there can like I, I, I'm trying to remember what this but, but there was this um, in New York City. There was this uh, young black kid that from I think the time he was like maybe 10 or 11 years old, he was a drug dealer. OK, he literally worked for the police department for people in the police department in New York City because they were so corrupt. All right. And what happened was the police, the guy, the police officers, these corrupt police officers that he worked for when they were about to get busted, when people were catching up to them and they thought that this guy could could turn them in. They literally went to kill him. OK, I think at this point he was like 17, 18, something like that. They went to kill him. He was so badass with a gun. I'm not making up. I'm not making this shit up. He was so badass that the first time they went after him, he wounded like, I don't know, 10, 15 police officers. They, for months and months and months in New York City, they kept chasing this kid around. And anytime they came close to him, he was just tearing their asses up. 
Seriously. Eventually, mm. he had to turn himself in, right? He mm -hmm. turned himself in and he testified against those police officers and he was cleared of charges and they were arrested and all that and went to jail. But he went to jail, too. And do you know what he went to jail on? Gun charges. Wow. For defending himself against those guys who were coming to kill him. And this this is the thing that that this is this is probably the, the point that Killer Mike is trying to make to people that why is it illegal for you to defend yourself? You know, and in his mm -hmm. case, here is a kid who these police officers turned him into a drug dealer or he you know, he was in he was in the you know, he was in the hood or whatever. So he was going to be a drug dealer and they started using him. And then when he became a problem, they decided they were going to get rid of it. Anyone who thinks I'm bullshitting, this is like real shit that mm -hmm. actually happened in America. And you can look it up. I can't I can't remember the guy's name right now. Otherwise, I would tell you guys. So and the other thing that I wanted to ask you, Rod, since we got you here. Right. Mm -hmm. What is your opinion on people calling other people Uncle Tom's? What do you think about that? I mean, it's usually when people uh, throw out names is because they uh, usually they're so confused or they don't have lack of a better education to be able to uh, deal with that person, you know, one on one on an educational level. So they say, you know what? All right. I have nothing else to say. I'm going to just call you Uncle Tom and just end it, you know. So that's what that, you know. But, you know, I, I got my my black credit credibility, you know, <laughs> people that know me know, OK, you know what? This guy, you know, I came from, I'm not saying I came from the ghetto, but I came from the black side of town. I'll be honest, I didn't see any kids, my my, my skin complexion, uh, maybe up until maybe I joined the military. Because back then, now, I, I, I'm not, I'm going to, uh, I don't want somebody to go back and say, hey, Rossi Rod with his white kid right here. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that when I was, um, I went to a private school. I went to all black private elementary school. And I did that from first grade until uh, maybe the, the fourth grade. My dad was a school teacher. Uh, he actually uh, had me come to his school for a year. And it was, a, um, you know, it was maybe, I think, 75, 25, white uh, to black. OK. Uh, but after that, I went to all black sixth grade center. And that's what we had. That's what they called uh, middle schools back then, sixth grade centers here. I went to all black seventh grade center. Um, uh, the junior high I went to was all black, eighth and ninth. My senior high uh, school was black, all black, 10 through 12. My college I went to, I went to HBCU. That was all black. So I really didn't um, have any type of relationship or anything with anybody white until I joined the military. Now, I will say that functionally, I was behind my friends that went to mid schools that dealt with um, that were able to deal with um, different races and everything. I was stunned, and I actually remember um, I had a, I was sitting at dinner one night with um, uh, what's his name quarterback for uh, the Redskins um, Joe Theismann. Me and Joe Theismann were uh, uh, at one of the games. Uh, he was doing one of the commentating and we were sitting there eating and I told him that story and he couldn't believe it. He was like, wow. And I'm like, yeah, man, I said in, in the corporate world, I was stunned because I didn't know how to deal with anybody other than black people, you know, in, in my 20s. And, you know, I suffered for that. But the more and more I became intertwined with both, 
uh, African-American and Caucasians and even, um, you know, um, maybe Mexicans and, you know, other folks, uh, other nationalities or uh, ethnic backgrounds. Then, until, not until then did I actually get to the point where I was able to feel comfortable in speaking because I always felt that, man, you know, I'm looking at what I see in the, the history books at the time that, okay, all white people were bad. All white people, they're, they're the KKK, they're racist. You know, and not until I actually sat down and befriended some of them. And then I'm like, okay, well, damn. So did you, you're saying you, so when people, um, you know, because you grew up in that environment, when people told you that, you believe that? Yeah, I mean, because I, I had no other right, way no other of experience. Thinking. Yeah, I, I had no other experience, you know. And, you know, keep in mind, I'm 47, so I grew up in an age where we had just gotten over that, well, I'm not even say over the hunt, we had just gotten to the point where we were integrating folks, and so segregation was officially over. I was born in 1970, so segregation was actually uh, ending, and integration was starting, and so, you know, as a young kid growing up, that's all I knew. And that, now, Hank, I know you, you're not from here, so you didn't have that experience of, of having that, what I had. But, you know, but, you know, until I started integrating and started putting myself, becoming friends with, you know, people that are non-Black, did I, at that point, start realizing that, okay, man, you know what? Some of these white folks that, that I'm friends with here, I'm going to trust them more than some of these black people because some of these black folks I know, I know what they're going to do, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, not all, but you know, I know that this person here, Hey, you can't let this person come to your house. And I'm sure we all, we both, whether black or white, we both got friends that you don't allow to come into your house without you looking at them or you locking your stuff up, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or I've had that happen before, you know? And so, you know, it's, it's to the point, man, where now, man, we need to stop looking at, um, you know, people, black people that are standing with white folks in arms as being Uncle Tom's and Coons or whatever and start saying, OK, man, if this black dude is a righteous dude and he's with a, a white righteous dude, man, you know what? These, these guys, you got two righteous people together, no matter what color they are. OK, that's that plain and simple, you know, and. That's what I say. I mean, when I go to the gun range, man, or I go to the gun show, you don't see color. Man, you see another dude or a woman that likes guns, that like that have a like personality as you, and you can sit there and talk and have a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Plain yeah. that's plain and simple there, you know? Yeah. And and that's what that's what I like about when I was at the NRA, you know, I'm up there talking to folks. You know, no matter what color, no race or gender or anything, gays, black, white, whatever, Mexican, Hispanic, everything. You know, we sitting there, they're talking about guns. We're talking about ammo. We're talking about magazines. We're talking about, okay, what do you think about this and this? And then race is totally out of the subject then. That's what I love about the gun community, you know? Well, that that's the same thing like with car people or... Right, exactly. boat, boat people or golf people right you know they have a common a common there's a common denominator or a common interest yeah mm-hmm. it's easy to forget the you know as human beings i think that there's some kind of programming that when we see another human well, being we think about stuff like skin color or whatever but once you start talking to that person and you realize that that's just another human being like you and they yeah. like the same things that you do and you have things in common 
you forget yeah. about that. Who gives a shit? <laughs> right. Who gives a shit? You know? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, but what 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 Rob was saying is kind of like me, kind of sorta. I didn't I didn't have any contact with any black people until they bust them into the school. You know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. same same for those black kids. They didn't have no contact with no white kids until they bust them into school. Yeah. So I got shipped off in sixth grade. I got mm-hmm. shipped off to a sixth grade center that was in the middle of the projects. Mm-hmm. It was surrounded by the projects, all four sides. And it was like, oh, my God. Walter's, <laughs> Walter's in the hood. <laughs> this, is, this is the way that some folks live. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. like. You know, like all I want to do is be good. I had good conduct mm-hmm. grades. Mm-hmm. I was finishing sixth grade and getting my keister out of there. <laughs> so then it went to then it went to a seventh grade center that was in the middle of West Tampa, which was like a Cuban area, you know, Hispanic. Uh, okay. So, you know, that's another world too. You know that they, mm-hmm. they that's another click or another, another group. right, right, right. Yeah. And then yeah. eighth grade, ninth grade was back in the in the in the middle school I was supposed to go to junior high school, and then high school was. <laughs> High school was playing high school in Tampa, and it was, it's an uppity, an uppity kind of school. But there was, you know, they bust in the black kids there too, so um, mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was all white or anything like that. But um, right, but yeah, so you don't have. It wasn't because I was wanted to have the non-exposure. It just just happened. That's how the way it was. it was. You know, yeah, my neighborhood was. was. I lived in a regular old neighborhood, and you know, there wasn't any black kids in the neighborhood. You know, right. Right. Not because they were forced out. It's funny. The house we lived in was built in the 20s in Tampa. And when my parents bought the house or when they sold the property in 83, I think, they had to have the deed rewritten because it said, now I'm going to say this, it said no niggers, no Jews, no, and it had this in the deed. This was on the dude. This was on the deed what? from the 20s. Wow. <laughs> so well, in order to, 20s, in order, yeah, I can see. In order to do the transfer of the deed to the people that bought it and turned it into a parking lot, they had to have that all taken out. Yeah. So, you know, that's, but, but, you know, people go, oh, that's the way it was. That's the way yeah. it was back then. Right. You know, it, it, yeah, that doesn't make it right. I mean, you know, yeah. right, 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 right. But right. that's the way yeah. it was. You know, I, you know. I'm just get, glad to, that we've gotten to that point where, man, we can actually, uh, you know, get past in this, in this forum in, in the chat. Man, it's all different races in there. Yeah. And everybody's cool, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that because these guys they hit me up in Facebook, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, they're good people out there. These aren't like you know, people think that when you're dealing with people on the internet, <laughs> you know, you're dealing with some creepy people or whatever. No, these well, are these are, are like real human beings. There's always a little bit, but most of these are good people, right, right, and right. and you know, really when when the shit hits the fan. And we saw this and I'm going to go, people want to see Gorn. So we're going to go to some Gorn here in a second. But when the shit hits the fan, if you think back to like 9-11 and all that kind of stuff, when the shit hits the fan and people come for us as Americans, then we forget about all that shit. And we remember that we're all Americans, regardless of whatever it is we want to hate each other over. And we get we we let go of that and we realize that we're all in this together. I mean, I think that's a thing with the whole world. But we all forget it, right? Because there's some people out there that are just like we said. There's a little bit of people out there. There's some turds out there. There's some turds. Yeah, there. yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? Let's okay. Let's switch. Let's switch from everything. Oh, now. one thing. You know, one thing I That's bought. What? I bought at Knob Creek too. I bought all the tools needed to bend AK flats. Oh, really? Bend them. Uh, weld on the rails. Do riveting. All that stuff. I got it all, man. I spent okay. seven hundred dollars in tools, man. 
I think I sense um, I sense AK building some bills. <laughs> some bills coming on. Yeah. And we won't be able to show it on the YouTube. There, there, there could be some post sample machine gonna, guns coming. We're gonna have to then. figure out where we're gonna put those videos. <laughs> Don't worry. We well, got I, I think there, there might be a new format coming. Maybe. Yeah, we got some place to put it, but you know, <laughs> I'm just saying it won't be on the YouTube's for sure. So I bought all the tools. <laughs> yeah, because we can't do that. So okay, so let's uh, so uh, so. Uh, Fire again, 68 <laughs> said, Walter just triggered me. <laughs> uh, E-Rock said, we the people will pew pew together. Yeah, you know, like at Knob Creek, people, I mean, okay, there's not a lot of black folk walking around. I have to say that. And that's not because they keep anybody out or anything like that. Mm. But everybody gets along, you know. Yeah. Everybody, for the most part, everybody's cordial. Excuse me, bump up, you know, bump into somebody. Everybody's, you know, human, you know. Um, and we're all evil gun people. Every one of us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, right, hey, we got it. We got to spice it up. Hey, come on now. Yeah. Also, you know what I've noticed in Kentucky and I'm not trying uh, I don't know. This might get me in trouble. But um, there, there a lot. There's a like people in Kentucky have mixed up a lot because I've seen black dudes in Kentucky that are very fair skinned with blue eyes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So there's lots of, you know, when I go to Kentucky, there's I mean, every I don't know. I actually really like Kentucky because everyone in Kentucky loves me. And they are pro gun in Kentucky. Yeah, brothers. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, all the peoples. All the I've peeps. always had a I've always had a good welcome in Kentucky because I think ultimately it just comes down to the guns. Down to the guns. You know, but if you if you really genetic tested people in Kentucky, <laughs> you if I'm, I guarantee you would find that people who look white are black and people who look black are white. So, <laughs> I don't know if I tell some of them so, that, but anyways, yeah, uh, so, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> to some extent, so. All right, so let's see. Uh, let's start with uh, let's start here in the couple of minutes that we got left here. With Rod, Rod Mills is kissing his gun. So yeah, let's this, this, is, this is my baby here, man. Damn, I love her. Yeah. You know, oh my goodness gracious. Mm. <laughs> She's got a Geisley Super Dynamic three gun trigger here. Uh huh. Uh huh. Rate, rate increaser. You got a rate increaser. Yeah, man. That's uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got an enforced light here. <laughs> Oh, 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 Kevin yeah. Dixie would like that. Yeah. Actually, this is the Kevin Dixie um, scope, the uh, strike eagle he has on his black ring. Uh, but I did get me like a little, uh, a little cheap, El Cheapo, but it's a really good throw lever here. Wow. I, I got that from, yeah, I got that from Amazon and uh, got my um, my sling on here. And, um, you know, I got my uh, Surefire. Um, man, this, this, this comp here, man, it, it, it actually keeps that uh that shooting level flat on there but um you know okay. yeah I, li I like my baby here yeah that rifle's geared out right man you got yeah. a, you got oh a, and i got, got the um, the a axts um uh charging handle here you know so um you know got that got a flat dark here but i got something coming up in the future and it is gonna be badass though Okay. Okay. We're going to look forward to that. Walter, what you got going on? I'm still handling my uh, Romanian PSL build. I bought a stock for it at Knob Creek. Um, a Magpul fixed stock. Uh, plum, plum color. Plum color. Um, I still got to do something on the front end here. But we'll get it going. Bust some caps. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to show people this is like a new... This is actually mine. Steyr? New, newly acquired. Yes, Steyrog right here. It's yours? In OD green, yes. This I is call mine. first dibs. <laughs> <laughs> did somebody beat me on the chat? No, I don't think anybody did. First yeah. dibs. 
So there you go. It's Odie Green. I don't know oh, if you guys can see I gotta, that. I, gotta, I can't let it go without talking about Tyvin. Tyvin was at uh, Knob Creek. Uh-huh. Um, Tyvin gave, brought, some, brought some swag up there. We gave it away and did some drawings. Okay. Uh, How did the live show go over? Uh, well, there's no signal for the live part. He's got he's to put it out there. I don't know if he has or not. If you have Tyvin, let us know where it's at. Yeah. Um, so we can the Tyvin show the Tyvin show on YouTube. Yeah, it was interesting to say the least, but we did it and, and um, went off well, I think, you know. Oh, sweet. OK. I'm, I'm you know, I'm glad that Tyvin show got out there. He had a good time, right? That was his yeah, first yeah, time. Hey, unfortunately, his wife came down with something and they had to leave early. But uh, but um, he was he was sick as a dog before the show. Um, here. They didn't eat the pork, did they? Because I've been trying to warn the people. <laughs> <laughs> about I had pork. some pork there. I had some pork. I had a pork. Oh, stand. okay. Oh, okay. But you are bulletproof. So <laughs> you got a cast iron stomach. I don't know. Today, today it all decided it wasn't going to be cast oh, iron. No oh, oh, really? It caught up to you. <laughs> yeah. You could only slow it down so much. Yeah. yeah was like, you know, probably that KFC yesterday caught up with me. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, okay. So, you know what? Yeah, man. This is, this is my styrog right here. So I'm gonna awesome. do a video. I'm gonna, you know, I'll have to bring out the um about the bull pups. I'll have to bring out the microtech. Yeah, you got the microtech. So, yeah. you know, the one thing I would say about this, I just got this thing. It just comes in a cardboard box with one magazine, and that's about it. That's it. Wow. Yeah, that's it. So you got a knife and you got all kinds of things. In yeah, here. but that was also two grand too. So. Yeah, nice case and all that. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, so. I bought a spider cold a weekend. I'm just waiting for it to, uh, to come in. Oh, oh okay. Cool. Yeah. Knife. yeah. Yeah. By the way, I, 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 you know, Big Daddy Unlimited right here, dude. Hey, well, you see, how many Walter bucks you say? Um, I saved. I'm gonna say I saved somewhere very close, very close to. Uh, it's more than six Walter bucks. I think it was about eight Walter bucks. Wow. Boom. <laughs> oh, wow. So. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> you got to look in the description in the links. We have our Big Daddy Unlimited in there. We've got HankStrange.tv in the description. So you guys have to check that out and all the other links that we have. Okay, what are you trying to show? What are you trying to show here? Oh, this is uh, my Mora. Uh, this is like my um, my go-to knife here. Uh, you know, it's like an all-purpose type knife. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mora. Yeah. I think it's, uh, is that Sweden's? Yeah. Sweden? Yeah, 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 I think it is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah so. those are very affordable as well, right? For my they are, yes, yeah. they are. Yeah, yeah. Ivan says he hopes to get up his uh, what he did at the creek by Wednesday. So, uh, oh, hey, hey, Walter, that um, that Glock knife you got just went up in value. You know that, right? Well, I know that. I, 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 I couldn't sell this. Th- well, I, 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 I couldn't. I couldn't sell. I couldn't get rid of this. If no, you can. Yeah, don't no, sell. I that. can't do that. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, so. On that, I, 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 I don't I don't get upset about a lot of things, but I just when I heard that he died, it just like I'm just like going, oh, man, that sucks. You got to You got man. You need to case that. Put that in the case, man. Yeah. Ollie yeah, Ermey was like Santa Claus for gun guys. Yeah, he's I'll a nice you, guy. So. He had him lined up around the block. He was like Santa <laughs> Claus for gun guys. Yeah. You got to You got to give uh, like, you know, a, a thousand gun salute for Arlie <laughs> Ermey, man. He was he was a good dude. Yeah. You know, um. We're going to have to end it on this note. We'll definitely see you guys tomorrow. Lola says tomorrow we've got 50 Cal AK Brandon, the guy who did the 50 Cal AK. He's coming in, Brandon, because the last time he was here, something went down and we couldn't even talk about the 50 Cal AK. Uh, so oh, it was, um, I forgot what, what that was. Oh, the vote. 
the boat thing went down, I think. Is that what happened? Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. he's in Florida, too, right? Uh, he yeah. is? I think so. Was he? I, okay. I can't remember. <laughs> but he's going to be here tomorrow. We'll talk to him. Plus, we have Sam from uh, Forge from Freedom. So we have him tomorrow. So, you know, like I said, man, this show is dedicated to Arlie Army, man. He was a cool dude. Yep. yep. You know, yep. shout outs to him. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Peace out.